What's up, best friends, and welcome to Best Friends Talk Funny, the only kind of funny community podcast all about the best friends that make up said community. I am your host, Kyle Stevenson, a.k.a. Ninja 73 and like always, I have a terrific guest for you to uh, get to know a bit better today, uh, the one and only Prince Jackson at the Head Knight on Twitter. Um, we talk about a lot of things. We talk about his love of horror. We talk about working at Apple. We talk about uh, growing up, uh, knowing Tim and Alfredo and Cool Greg. Um, just a lot of really cool things and a really important discussion about. Uh, panic attacks and anxiety and depression um which is worth the listen alone uh, as well as some terrific terrific uh questions that were sent in um is this is an all-around amazing episode just like all the other ones so i hope you are strapped in and you relax and just enjoy to get to know a best friend a bit better but before we get into it a couple little tiny housekeeping things um from the audio side of things uh, this was really hard for me to edit, and it wasn't Prince's fault, it wasn't my fault, it's just technology being uh, fickle, and it was annoying as all hell. Um, so I hope it sounds great, I spent at least a day and a half trying to fix everything and make sure everything matched up. Uh, basically the issue was the audio kept going out of sync with each other, which is weird. Um, and, and like it would be matched up perfectly, and then... 10 15 minutes later uh one of us would be sped up a little bit and it would just completely throw everything off so i hope it's all fixed um i I really made sure everything sounded good um if there's anything off with this at all please hit me up and let me know so that way i can fix it um and why am i telling you this because i want to be open about my journey and learning how to edit and do this stuff because this is still very new to me. 30, 30 episodes in now, which, wow, episode 30. Crazy. Um, so, yeah, that's why I'm telling you. I, uh, so, again, if you hear any in inaccuracies or things that just sound off, let me know, and I can just re-upload a new uh, version of the show. Um, so, yeah, besides that... Uh, like I said, if in previous uh, episodes, I have merch now. If you want to support the show, uh, teespring.com slash best-friends-talk-funny. Um, get my beautiful, colorful beard on some uh, shirts or stickers or coffee mugs and whatever uh, I make from those, if I make any, which is totally fine by me, uh, will go towards uh, helping me buy a new computer and so I can continue making not only the show, but Dollar Slice and Trophy Room and, um, yeah, and, and learning new skills of maybe hopefully a new career in the future. Um, that's it. That's it for me and the housekeeping. Um, I love you all. Uh, get ready for another fantastic episode of Getting to Know Best Friend, Prince Jackson. And without further ado, let's get to know Best Friend a bit better. Kinda Funny is best friends. What that means is we are there for each other. What that means is that you can go to any kind of funny live event. You can go to an RTX, you can go to a PAX, and if you see someone in one of our shirts, you can go up and talk to them. You can go to dinner with them. Kinda Funny is this.
are you doing tonight? <laughs> I am doing fantastic, Kyle. Thank you so much for having me on this show, man. I'm so excited. Absolutely. I, I'm very happy that you reached out and uh, you asked to come on because I don't think we've ever met before, have we? No, we haven't. No, uh, this yeah. is honestly probably the first time we've had an actual official conversation. So this yeah, is super probably. fun. That's awesome. <laughs> We're going to um, learn a lot today. <laughs> I'm sure we are. I know you're on the West Coast. Yes, sir. So it's still kind of like early for you, which yeah. is nice. Sun, sun is definitely <laughs> still, it's going away, but yeah, it, it's yeah, yeah. still a little sunny over here. Just sun. Uh, where on the West Coast? San Francisco, California. Ah, I've been there maybe once or twice. Nice, nice for, <laughs> for any uh, kind of funny events. Yeah, I went to Kind of Funny Life 3 and prom. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've only gone to two and three. And oh, okay. uh, prom, I really wanted to go to, um, but I had uh, something bigger and better. <laughs> I got married that day instead. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Yeah. Thank That's you. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's definitely way more important than a, a nerd prom. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was definitely a, a, a bit more important for sure. And I was out yeah. in Hawaii, but I ended up giving um, – one of my buddies a ticket to go there because i ended up oh, being awesome. able to go for free uh which was fantastic um so i pretty much asked him is it okay if i pass the ticket along he was like yeah totally go for it so i passed it along to my my buddy he was able to invite a couple of other people so that was even better yeah that's awesome uh, how was your KFL three experience? Because that was I've said it on the show before, but like that was the first time I ever flew on a plane. Uh, oh wow! Going to that, yeah, and uh, that was my first like major kind of funny event thing. So right, um, how was it for you? Because that was such an eye opening experience for me. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, I had a friends and family uh, kind of invite with that one as well from Alfredo. Uh, I'm oh, sure sweet. we'll get more into that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I ended up getting this little pass or whatever, but I still chose to hang out outside with everybody to try to, like, meet new people and all that great yeah. stuff. Um, but that was the first time I met Jen, and uh, I remember this like it, it was yesterday. Danny O'Dwyer was not able to get in. <laughs> Oh, was he, he was was not able to get in. He didn't have his pass. He didn't have any oh, way no. to technically say he's affiliated with kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I was I ended up getting him in. I was just like, oh, no, nice. he's with me. And I showed her I had a friends and family pass. And uh, Danny was like, do I know you? <laughs> I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm just a kind of funny best friend. Um, yeah, but here uh, you're in now. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so without you, there would be no Danny on stage. Right. For the big announcement. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how that went. Uh, Joe was right yeah. around the corner. So I'm sure she yeah, made sure. it happen. <laughs> but, but like, we'll cool. say because of you, right. that's why Danny exactly. made the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool to get him there. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, what is, what is life like in SF? Have you lived there your entire life? I have so born and raised in San Francisco. Um, SF's great, man. It, it's it's it has its ups and downs, uh, especially mm-hmm. since I've lived here for so long. So it, I've seen this city change so much, and yeah, both in good ways and both in bad ways. But the the city's changed, and um, I've been here before the the major tech boom. So that was a really eye-opening thing for me to see kind of happen. It was both exciting and terrifying at the same time. 
That's mm-hmm. when I realized, like, oh, shit, I, I can't pay for rent. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, things are really expensive right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's still a lot of legalities that they're fighting with uh, right now, mainly for rent control and all this other jazz. So yeah. it's, it's not great, but it's, sure. it's home. So <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah. it's definitely a, definitely a very unique city. Absolutely. Like, like, I mean, I have New York city and that's kind of like craziness whenever you go in, but right. SF has so many different kind of looks to it, depending on where you are yeah. from my limited experience there, which is kind of cool. Definitely. It's, it's one of those places where if you go to a certain district, it's like a whole different town. Like mm-hmm. I'll start off where I'll, I live in a district called Bayview and if I go five minutes outside of Bayview to another district called Dogpatch, uh, it's night and day. Dogpatch is super mm-hmm. industrial and it's old and every building is brick. And Bayview is more uh, homes and uh, not necessarily a hustle and bustle, but mm-hmm. it's more homes and more uh, like semi businesses and smaller uh, places to get food and all that stuff. But yeah. um, it's. It's interesting. It, yeah. The the districts in San Francisco, honestly, they're weird, man. They're they're yeah. all weird. They're just if you if you want good Mexican food, you got to go to the Mission District. Or, uh, in my opinion, you actually have to leave the city. But <laughs> that's just uh, okay, me. that might be fighting words for some people in San Francisco. So for for the best friends listening in that area, yeah, where where do they go for Mexican food outside oh, the man. city? Um, so in outside the city. I go to South San Francisco to a place called La Tapatia. Uh, it's a cash only establishment and it's half grocery oh, store. You know that you know those are good places. Right? Cash only, like you know. Exactly. Yeah. Like you get yeah, in there yeah. and you see an ATM on the left side and you're just like, all right, I'm yep. about to get some good Mexican food right now. <laughs> um, so that that's my main spot. Um, plus it's nice too because it's right down the street from my wife's uh, job. She's a teacher. Oh. So Oh sweet. Yeah. So it's right down the street from from her job so it's it's easy to just grab some food if I want to. I can deliver mm-hmm. it to her as well. So that's that's pretty nice. It's nice to have that luxury. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how does she like teaching over there in in SF? She enjoys it. She enjoys it a lot. Yeah. She's uh she's taught quite a bit of different grades. Uh, she started mm-hmm. teaching about 6 years ago uh, with um, kindergarten and from kindergarten jumped up all the way to sixth grade from sixth oh, grade man, yeah. jumped down to second did second for mm-hmm. about two years or so and um she's now teaching fifth grade so nice. she's all over the map right now yeah that sounds <laughs> like when i had to do student teaching i went from uh teaching first grade for right. six weeks and then over the weekend i had to prepare myself to go straight to sixth grade and that was like <laughs> That was a huge uh, shift that I was oh, yeah. not fully prepared for. That's it's intense. It it is. I've had yeah. to talk at that school a couple of times, and I am they they terrify me. <laughs> oh, yeah, kids kids are terrifying for sure. Um, speaking of talking at the school, I guess that has to do with your your job. What do you do for a living? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I actually I work for Apple, and oh, cool. um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty fun gig. Um, yeah. I've worked for Apple for almost five years now um but before i used to work at the apple store and i used to actually my title was called a creative and initially what i did i trained people in the store um so that was pretty fun 
until I was completely over it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I ended up actually getting a position in the corporate offices, and now I'm an, an instructional designer and curriculum developer. That's super cool. Yeah, uh, super how'd you get into into that line of work? Did you go to school for that kind of stuff? No. Uh, I actually went to school for multimedia design, and uh, I studied an option in graphic design. Um, this just all happened at a complete fluke. It was super weird. Um, mm-hmm. I went to school at Cal State East Bay in Hayward, um, where, uh, that's where The Rock is from. <laughs> so nice. that, that was fun to, uh, <laughs> kind of say like, oh, I went to school where The Rock lived. Yeah, um, yeah. but, uh, I, uh, went to school there, studied that, and I actually, in 2014 is when I actually graduated, and I had a super tough time trying to find a gig. Uh, design work wasn't really coming too quickly. People mm-hmm. wanted more uh, development skills and things like that, and people weren't trying to pay designers as much as developers. So it was really tough to make a living. Um, and I did. I I still to this day do freelancing um, when I have time. But mm-hmm. I did a lot of freelance work when I didn't have uh, pretty much too much to do. But after that, I ended up getting a gig at Apple as a technical specialist, and I just worked in the Genius Bar for about nine months, and then I got promoted mm-hmm. to uh, actually train people in the store um, as the creative title. And mm-hmm. from there, I left and got promoted a bit further. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. As as someone that was like working in the store and like training people, yeah, I'm sure you've seen people come in with like really messed up apple products god yeah oh man (laughs) there's this great 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 story about this kid who came into the store and like was huffing and puffing and i was the first person that he saw and he was just like hey man can you help me okay yeah what's going on jeez just yeah just don't hurt me (laughs) are you in danger right (laughs) so he uh was like oh i broke i broke my phone and he showed us the phone and it was destroyed i've never seen the phone it looked like someone crushed it like a can of beer it was oh no gnarly so 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 like vertically it was crushed it was just oh jeez yeah and i was like (laughs) what did you do (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but there's a part of it's a part of apple's policy that if anything considered catastrophic we cannot replace it we have to uh, well correction we can replace it we just have to do it in terms of you buying a brand new device yeah so and i think in this case just from hearing about it it's pretty catastrophic yeah it was pretty catastrophic for sure and he was furious and lo and behold his mom walks into the store (laughs) he ditched school Mm -hmm. and he ended up actually breaking his mom's phone Oh no! She was furious, but she was out with friends on a lunch date, and he actually left school to do that. And I still don't even know how he broke the phone. This yeah, because I even if you try to step on the phone, it's not it's not going to do that. Like yeah, it's, like it was weird. It was did he so like weird. prop it up in front of a steamroller? Like that's the only way like I could think it could happen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like maybe he honestly he probably did something in like woodwork class or something like that. Mm. And just, like, like put it in like a vice grip or something. Yeah, probably yeah. did something like that and just being a dumb kid and he yep. ended up messing up his his mom's phone. Which oh no, yeah, she was pissed. 
Um, but we've seen rightfully so. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, she was pissed one by the fact that he first ditched school. Then she saw the phone and she was like, "Okay, (laughs) like done, done deal." Mm -hmm. Um, so she ended up buying that that phone that day. Uh, but then she pretty much looked to him, which is like, "Cool, you know you're gonna get a job, right?" (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and you're about to pay me back for this entire phone. Mm-hmm, she ended mm-hmm. up buying the most expensive phone we had <laughs> just because she, yeah. she knew her son was going to pay for it. <laughs> if I was that mom, I'd do the same thing. Yep. So <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, but we've seen some pretty wild things. People stealing in the Apple store, mm-hmm. people coming in and doing some pretty weird stuff on the computers like we've, yeah. we've seen some pretty weird I, i'm sure stuff. you've seen people like uh record youtube videos probably oh, yeah. in store oh, right yeah, I've, yeah. Had, I've had people is that as them. awkward as i think it is oh my god it's so <laughs> awkward and one thing about the policy again is that you just leave them like you can't mm-hmm. tell them to leave um unless they are making a complete nuisance in front of customers sure like yeah. i've had people come to uh, the store and have a full blown podcast at one of our tables, uh, and it was about a two hour long podcast. We let them do the whole thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And they had this crazy nice setup where it was like these crazy boom mics, and they made everything, built it up, and they broke it down, so it didn't bother us too much. But yeah, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> a lot, a lot of guts to do that too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I was, it was definitely ballsy, <laughs> but it's it. We've, we've had a lot of fun at that Apple yeah, store, that's for sure. I'm sure. <laughs> um, so what is your day-to-day stuff like now? Doing like the, uh, you said instruction, right? Yeah, so since I do instructional design now, our day-to-day um, mainly seems off of teaching a more vast amount of people. Um, so pretty much every Tuesday, we have new employees come in and we teach them. That can range from... 80 employees all the way up to 300. Um, Mm. So that's just a little brief uh, bit that I do with that, but I also build curriculum for their time with Apple in a corporate setting. So if they need help with a specific um, software, we'll build a curriculum that will allow them to learn that software on their time. Um, And I also am stationed in another place where they can even come in and ask me questions for about 30 minutes um, of their day or anything like that. So it's a bit of everything <laughs> that is yeah. around the training spectrum. Um, but it's it's a ton of fun. Um, it's definitely different from what I was pre- previously doing, but not crazy different. Yeah. It's just employees versus customers. That's the yeah. I was going to, I was going to ask like, do you, uh, ha- did you ever think you were going to be at this type of job at, at this oh, point? Oh man, absolutely not. No. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't ever see myself following this path and I kind of kick myself in the butt a little bit sometimes about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly because the, it, it has to do a lot with public speaking <laughs> yeah okay so it's you definitely have to fight your nerves a bit um absolutely but yeah. pretty much I'm, I'm in a public speaking setting every day at work mm-hmm. so that's that's pretty much my job so it's it's certain points where i'm just like god why did i pursue this like <laughs> yeah yeah but it's it, it hasn't hurt me too too bad so that's true yeah. well it, it gives me hope as somebody who's trying to 
trying to think about switching up careers because oh. uh, I'm kind of t- I'm kind of done subbing, sure. and and the the schools around me aren't really hiring a whole lot, right? Uh, as far like for own classroom stuff. So right. the last year, year and a half, I've been thinking about what else I can do with my life, and you know, hearing like you went to school for something completely different, and now you have a, a job you love, and you're 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 killing it. Like that's yeah. that's the dream. That's what yeah, I want to happen. That's yeah. it. It honestly, it all starts with just that pursuit, man. It it yeah. all begins there, and once you find something that you really love and you're passionate about, it, it makes it easier to stick with that for sure. Um, yeah, I have a bunch of buddies that are working at the actually the new york apple store um mm-hmm. at, a, at a few of them actually uh fifth ave and or fifth street and uh the one that is inside the train station oh yep in yeah. uh pen yes yeah. yeah um so they they all love it pretty much what they do but there's currently someone who came from the new york store and moved out to the bay area and she now works with my team so that's it's, awesome it all it is is just pursuit of happiness <laughs> yeah for sure um and then when you're not teaching uh people how to how to figure stuff out and 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 working at apple actually you know what before we move on from apple sure are are the three lenses really necessary on this new iphone <laughs> uh oh man that's that's super funny that you say that um absolutely not and yes at the same okay. time <laughs> um the three lenses are for three main different um lens types so you have your telephoto your wide and your ultra wide Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little ridiculous for sure. Um, when you see the phone in person, it really grows on you though. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's a beautiful phone in person. It I really mean, is. Every, any, any time you get like glimpses of, uh, a splinter cell. It, oh like, yeah. It, like 100%. It, it makes me happy. I think of yeah. Sam all the time. I look at that yeah. phone. <laughs> it, it happens all the time for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, definitely a little uncomfortable in the beginning and it looks yeah. damn weird with some cases so that's that's all uh, i gotta sure. say that's a that's a phone you definitely want to go caseless on for sure <laughs> and i totally forgot uh, i didn't realize you worked at apple so like uh i want to ask you about apple arcade do yeah. you think that's like that's a really cool thing uh in your eyes that uh, they're doing i think Apple arcade is the step in the right direction to separate the app store from video games in a way um, sure. You actually, we ha- we have a really cool dedicated team, um, and actually a really good friend of mine works on that team as well. Um, and she used to previously work for um, Gamespot, and oh, nice. um, okay. so she's she knows Greg, she knows Jen very yeah. well, um, and she actually had um, helped out with most of the marketing for that, and it's. Just seems like it's in the step for the right direction, and I'm really stoked for for it to come out. And it's yeah. quite aggressive uh, with that price point for yeah. for those games. Four ninety nine a Absolutely. month can't really beat that. I mean, I never owned one of these things, but sure. I know Apple Arcade looks way better than the Ouya ever did. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's going to at least true. win that battle. It's going to win that battle at least. Absolutely. Um, but going back to what I was going to ask you before is. Uh, yeah. You work at Apple during the day. You come home. Yeah. What do you do for fun or, or in your free time? Yeah, man. Um. So what I mainly do in my free time, uh, I love playing video games. That's definitely one of my main passion points. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I hang out with my wife a lot, and her and I That's have awesome. some very similar interests. We both like crappy TV, <laughs> so There's we watch reality TV yeah. shows sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And what's your favorite reality TV show? Oh man, um, probably that dating show. Are you the one on MTV? I think I I've seen it. Yeah, I think I've seen an episode of it. It's super silly, but it's an interesting concept of yeah. people trying to figure out who their perfect match is mm. uh, mm-hmm. for dating, and if they figure out who their perfect match is, they can win a million dollars. Oh, nice! Yeah, so it's super interesting. And mm-hmm. the last season that they actually did was uh, it was all um, sexual fluid people and it was awesome because it mm-hmm. made it tremendously harder for them because it was literally anybody could be yeah. a match yeah. and it it was so interesting to watch and they cared for each other so much in that show there was just everyone was nice and you were really rooting for everyone typically you're just kind of like ooh, i kind of hope this group loses but yeah <laughs> it's more you always so, have your favorites exactly yeah. so these, these guys were great and i really hope some of them actually can make some money out of this because I, I can only imagine how hard it is uh, dealing with some of that. Yeah. I, I'm partial to, uh, do you know the show below deck? Yes. On, uh, Bravo. Yeah. I think it's Bravo. I'm partial to that just because I like to watch it and just scream at these rich people treating oh, yeah. everyone so poorly. Absolutely. Like, who do you think you are? Really? It's, it's the worst. <laughs> and we got that all the time at the Apple store too. Like oh, we get yeah. a lot of entitled people for mm-hmm. sure. If I were to ever be on that yacht at below deck and they're like, Oh, what is like the menu for the courses? Mm-hmm. Just give me cheeseburgers and French fries and Thank chicken, you. whatever. Exactly. I don't need all this fancy stuff. Give me some, beer yeah. we're good to go <laughs> just let me hang out like you can you can sit put your feet up it's not that serious you know what i'll go in the kitchen <laughs> exactly exactly uh, i'm also partial to ink master i, ink I like master the, i like the competition fantastic. uh reality shows like that um don't have any ink myself but oh. whenever i watch it every week i'm like yeah I, i'm getting that itch yeah it's pretty uh, it's pretty good stuff yeah i i have a couple yeah. of tattoos myself um i have game over uh, tattooed on my wrist um but it that tattoo actually was my first tattoo um back in 2009 i was 17 okay. when i got it mm-hmm. uh still not a mistake to this day so yeah. thank goodness <laughs> yeah um so when i got these tattoos uh it was to symbolize uh where i where i grew up pretty much uh cuz i told you earlier that i grew up in uh, bayview mm-hmm. uh, bayview in san francisco is technically not a good part in san francisco um it is definitely considered the ghetto or the hood mm-hmm. in the city for sure um and growing up here pretty much built me up to who i am today and gotcha uh, the main reason why I got these tattoos were because video games in my eyes saved my life because I wasn't out trying to hang out with people on the streets. Uh, I mm-hmm. preferred to be by myself. I preferred to be alone. And my video games were my buds pretty much. Yeah. Um, and it was really neat for me to get lost in a story and to really, I guess, hunker myself down and anchor myself to want to complete this task. And, mm-hmm. um, the main reason why I got game over was because every single time, like I was the kid who got 
uh, video games like banned from my school. Game Boys were not oh, really? because of me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone were, were very upset. Um, but I was the kid who uh, pretty much every adult would tell me, like, you need to grow up. Like, video games are for losers and mm. all this and that. Like, we've all heard this a million Absolutely. times over before. Yep. And I knew that video games meant the absolute world to me. So I wasn't going to give it up. So initially I got Game Over tattooed on my wrist with a Galaga ship shooting at the Game Over. That's um, awesome. And that's pretty much just saying, nope, fuck that. Game Over, it's it's not yeah. over yet. The game's not done. I, I want to keep going. I want to keep playing. Um, so that's, that's awesome. That's why I ended up getting this tattooed on me. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really nice. I, I love hearing the stories behind tattoos and that that's fantastic. Yeah. Thanks. Man. I just, I just want like, I I've given my, uh, a lot of thought to what I want. I want, sure. I, I don't want to say it out loud cause I don't want people to steal my idea. Yeah, cause it's a yeah, pretty yeah. awesome <laughs> idea. Um, I would say, keep it to yourself if you can. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you after the recording, like the yes. super like personal ones, but totally. the one that I definitely whenever I have the money and the courage to do it. And if I'm still teaching, they're okay with it, but uh, I want the sacred symbols on my forearm. Oh yeah. Um, But each, instead of just the basic ones, like I want the X to be Kratos's blades. And then I want like the circle to be Nathan Drake's ring and the square to be like uh, the question, the, uh, the question mark from crash. Like I want like super specific things. That's awesome. Um, I but like that like, a lot. That's, that's a probably like a thousand dollars if I want it done really nicely. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ta- oh, that's yeah. one thing I do know. Tattoos are expensive. They're tattoos an investment. Very um, very expensive. They're yeah. fun investment though. Uh, they Absolutely, they definitely yeah. hurt, but they're they're the pain is worth it for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so besides watching uh, some reality trashy TV, yeah. Uh, what do you do? What, what uh, else do you like to do? So I am a huge horror movie fanatic, and that is, like, my happy place. When I come home, I typically – I try not to watch as much gory stuff at home just because mm-hmm. my wife's not really into the gory stuff. Gotcha. Um, so I try my best to watch something a little bit more uh, friendly, so just in case if she does walk in or something like that, she's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. traumatized <laughs> and yeah. not able to sleep. Um, but I typically do enjoy – my fair share of horror films and that's definitely one of the pieces of things that i do when i'm getting mm-hmm. on home relaxing and just kind of winding on down for the evening that's it's interesting to me because when i think horror i don't think relaxing <laughs> so, so what yeah. what about horror relaxes you oh man um everything it's i don't know why it's so cathartic for me mm-hmm. um but the way that it because horror movies, I will be completely honest, they do not scare me. They don't scare me okay. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I do get creeped out at some things in horror films, um, but I very rarely get scared. Um, mm-hmm. I'm able to sleep like an absolute baby after a horror movie. Um, Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, more specifically, I guess there's just a certain amount of horror films that I will watch that I do find cathartic. Like, uh, I'm a huge fan of psychological horror. Um, something that can not necessarily resonate with me, but have me think um, mm. and use my brain mm-hmm. a little bit before I go to bed. Um, that's something that I really do enjoy. Um, but m- horror movies are definitely something that is a very weird thing for me. And I don't know why i love them so much but i do <laughs> what what is your uh if you were to rank 
Or if you were to give me like your top five horror movies of all time, what would they be? Um, so they might be a little bit more on the underground side, but uh, sure. uh, Tigers Are Not Afraid, which is a movie that I actually just recently watched, and it is phenomenal. Um, Martyrs, uh, High Tension, um... Oh man, this is a good question. <laughs> really testing my ranks here. Um, I just realized that I named all foreign films so far. <laughs> There's something wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. Um, Silence of the Lambs, nice. and probably uh, Suspiria. Mm. This might be. I've um, heard about that one. Yeah, Suspiria is great. Uh, yeah. It's it's definitely art housey, so it's not for everyone, but mm-hmm. it is a fantastic uh, Dario Argento film from the seventies. So it's yeah. super fun. It, my my experience with horror, the first horror movie I ever remember seeing, yeah. I was a little kid. I was like in the other room upstairs, like on a little tube TV. Sure. And um, I don't remember the year or, or like what year it came out, but like the old Blob movie. Oh, the blah. <laughs> yeah. And and I remember just sitting there. I was way too young. I went to Catholic school. Like I oh, was yeah. not, a, I was not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, raised on it. Yeah. Like, uh, um, oh, it's right there. It's in my tongue. Uh, I'll, I'll like think brought of it. Up like, on, on horror uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exposed to. That's it's, what I was thinking good. of. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't, ex- I wasn't exposed to like horror or like scary stuff. Sure. Um, so I was sitting there, I was watching and I just remember, I didn't watch it from the beginning. I just like turned to the channel and like the camera pans up and there's just some dude stuck in goo and he's yep. like suffocating and like oh, he's man. saying, help me oh. creeped me out. Like so bad <laughs> when I went to bed that night, I, I thought the blob was on my ceiling. Like oh, I was man. like hallucinating. That's how scary I was, how scared I was. Oh man. Yeah. Um, so it was, <laughs> yeah, it got me, it got me good. And it wasn't until years later when I started watching other horror movies, like Chucky scared me. So bad when I was a little kid. Child's play was scary. Because my sister, her room's right next door to mine. She would have a mountain of dolls. Oh, yeah. And and she used to sleep with the door open. So I would go to bed. I would have to pass by her door. And just staring right at me as a pile of dolls. No, (laughs) thank you. No, thank you. Uh, But now, like, yeah, I love going to see some some good horror movies. I'm kind of with you. Like, not the whole... Like jump scare stuff doesn't really. It's sure. not like my thing. Yeah. Um, but things like uh, don't breathe. Don't breathe is, uh, great. is fantastic. Um, Gerald's game on Netflix. Yeah, I love um, the one. Also, I had to look it up because I couldn't remember of it uh, the name of it. But the ritual, which is on Netflix. Oh my gosh, the ritual! Is... I love that so much. Same. The ritual is probably yeah. hands down one of the best creature features I've ever seen. I haven't seen mm-hmm. CG done that well in a horror movie yeah. ever. And For the sure. fact that it has that super fun Norse mythology lore where it's like Loki's bastard child. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I dug a little deeper just to see how far I can go. Um, and it, I forgot the name of, of him, but he initially is the bastard child of Loki, but it was while Loki was a wolf. Ah. And while Loki was shape shifting as a wolf, he had a relationship with a deer, mm. <laughs> which is how we got that very yeah. odd, tall deer-like humanoid creature. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And when you hear about it on paper, it sounds like it wouldn't work. But yeah. it worked so well, uh, especially with kind of the Nightmare on Elm Street vibes mm-hmm. where he would mm-hmm. have those fun dreams. I won't say oh, yeah. fun. They were yeah, fun. I was going to say, for me, quote, but... <laughs> air quotes, fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, they were definitely not fun. They are terrifying. But he would have those dreams of his friend constantly dying um, and his friend talking to him. Complete spoiler territory. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, watch the ritual. Yeah, ritual's <laughs> so great. Good. Um, and like it wasn't. It it took me a lot to go see it when it was out in theaters because sure. I heard so many great things and uh, never saw the miniseries again because I was little. Didn't really. I wasn't yeah, exposed to it. Absolutely. Um, saw it and absolutely loved it. Like I was in the theater, kind That's of. Great. Maybe with six, seven other people because I saw it during the day. Just so because sometimes I go see like two, three movies at the theaters uh, in a day, like if I'm off or whatever. Oh, that's nice. And that just happened to be one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is kind of loved it. I still haven't seen part two. I'm hoping to go sometime later this week. But uh, yeah, just since since seeing that, like I've been trying to branch out more. And obviously, like I love Saw. Saw is a a franchise I'm really into. Oh wow! Don't yeah, know that, why that was like I was in college. <laughs> yeah, I was in college and like my roommates and, and and people who lived in my dorm all got together to watch it. And I was right. like, oh, all right, I'll sit in. Sure, was I creeped out? Yes, Absolutely. I was. But I, I kind of love the intelligence of Jigsaw oh, and like yeah. the way he makes the traps and everything. Like I kind of dig that and the yeah. and the twists at the end. Like yeah, give it to, give me that kind of. Absolutely. Yeah, Jigsaw is probably one of my favorite horror icons. Um, He's great. He's very, very creepy. Uh, Mm. And James Wan really nailed it with uh, 2004 Saw. And that Mm -hmm. was just the fact that the whole idea just stemmed from him being in a room trapped with someone else and trying to figure out how to escape. That's just a great, great, great concept. Um, And if people actually go back and rewatch the first Saw, it's actually not that bad. The most mm-hmm. of the gore scenes aren't that much in your face. Yeah. Um, so it's it wasn't until Hostel came out is when uh, yeah. the gore factors upped quite a bit in Saw. Yep, <laughs> I was dragged to that with my high school friends and oh, squirming in my seat the entire time. That That's is a hostile, movie I've man. yet oh, to see geez. again. Uh, Eli Roth, yeah. he's quite quite the mind uh, of that man. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and while we're on the subject, uh, another one that just recently came out that I loved was uh, Ready or Not. Did you see Ready or Not? I have not seen Ready or Not uh, yet. Um, it's, it's really definitely good. Definitely on my list. It, it's not like what I would consider like horror horror. Like sure. it, it's a it's a little gory, um, but it's more of like it knows what it is. It's kind of like campy That's horror, nice. like Cabin in the Woods almost. Dig it. Doesn't take it. itself too seriously. Um, absolutely loved that movie. Can't I, recommend that enough. I know I'm going to have so much fun with that movie. It looks like a yeah. blast. Reminds me of a mix between Happy Death Day and Your Next. Oh, Happy Death Day, another one of my favorites. I oh, love I that. love Happy Death Day. Mm-hmm. Happy Death Day is it, it's a sleeper for sure. I know a lot of people did sleep on that movie mainly because they didn't know what to expect from it. But mm-hmm. that is great PG-13 horror, and absolutely. It, it's, it's really, really cool to see that on screen like that. And I'm a huge fan of PG-13 horror because they mm-hmm. they really have to give it to the audience. And yeah. when it works, it works. It works well, and it defeats a lot of rated R movies, in my opinion, uh, yeah. like A Quiet Place, for perfect example. 
great PG-13 horror. It really kept keeps Absolutely. you on your toes. And I've never been in a movie theater before where everyone were just dead silent. Oh, I loved it. I oh, loved it seeing great. The Quiet Place in theater. It was great. And that's yeah. I, I can't recommend that movie enough to people. And if, Same. They, if that movie ever comes out in theaters again, mm-hmm. watch it in theaters, even if you've already seen it. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish the crowd I saw A Quiet Place with was with me for every movie because oh, they were on top of people who were making any slight of sound. Like, they were like, you need Perfect. to shut up. Like, it's super quiet. Yeah. It's intense. Stop talking. Exactly. It, <laughs> you don't want it to break that tension. And no. a, a slight noise in the audience would break that tension. Yeah. It just, it worked so well. And that's what Don't Breathe did really well, t- too. Absolutely, it yeah. It has that, um, the escalated sound when, when they're breathing. Mm-hmm. Like, that worked beautifully and yeah. that was a masterpiece in theaters <laughs> absolutely absolutely oh, and, and i i don't think you would consider it horror but kind of like on the same wavelength like what uh alfonso Coran did with gravity sure. like he made he made space scary with the lack right. of sound like yeah, i was absolutely. scared out of my mind yeah, I, yeah. I saw that movie by myself oh, in man. the theater it was the perfect way to see that movie. Oh man! <laughs> it was perfect. Oh, that's 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 great. Yeah, yeah, I I I remember watching Gravity. Personally, for me, it it didn't excite me too too much, but I did get that sense of claustrophobia. Yeah, and I, for sure. I felt it when Sandra Bullock like lost way to actually mm-hmm. be grappled on to whatever she was on. Oh my yeah. god! I was just yeah. like. What do you do? Like what yeah, exactly? <laughs> like what, if that happens, what do you do? Like yeah, you literally no. can't do anything. <laughs> like as a kid, I always wanted to like go to space, be an astronaut, and now that I've seen all these movies, like and oh God, like no. like The Martian and stuff, like no, no, no I, I no, space mm-mm. is scary. Dead I'm space done. made me always say nope. Yeah, never want to go to space. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't care. <laughs> that, that's why I think uh, uh this besides the visuals of certain horror movies. Yeah. Um, I love when a good horror movie does sound really, really well. Oh, it just man. brings it to another level. Yeah, it yeah. it's it it's fantastic when sound is involved in horror movies. Um, and by sound, not necessarily the score, yeah, but the uh, sound the ambience design. and stuff. Yeah, the ambience. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the way that you know, like you are in for a ride for sure hereditary does a really good job of that as well Mm -hmm. um but a a movie that does this really well that has zero music or zero composition is uh funny games and funny games only has a song in the beginning has a song when they turn on the radio and has a song during the credits that is it the rest of funny games has no music playing you are there for that ride while they are uh, mm-hmm. completely harassing that family and it is absolutely terrifying that's awesome that's a movie I, I need to revisit <laughs> I also just realized I don't think it's ambience I think it's ambiance I said it wrong <laughs> uh, so I want to clarify that before we move on no um, and, and since you're such a big horror fan um, uh, you, uh, you, you want to announce something here on the show correct absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, so I own a podcast network called Good Night Life, and that's night with a K. Um, and uh, I currently have one podcast show out, which is called The Good Night Podcast. Um, but we are releasing our second show 
completely dedicated to horror movies called Nightlight. Uh, this is my baby. This is my brainchild here. Um, but I couldn't have honestly made this show possible without all the support from everyone who supported me on Patreon and uh, supported... Uh, I don't want to say me because it's not just me. It's it's mm-hmm. a, it's a group of great friends, and they've all worked just as hard as I did on this project. And we all put our blood, sweat, and tears into this. And, That's awesome. Uh, we recorded about two episodes so far for Nightlight, um, but the official first episode will be released on October 31st. Perfect. Uh, so it's going to be the perfect time to release this. Yeah. Uh, and the first episode is actually with Cool Greg from Kind of Funny. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, what a. How long have you been doing the uh, the Good Night Life podcast? Yeah. So uh, the Good Night podcast has been going on for it will be officially a year October first. That's awesome. Um, but uh, Good Night Life, our podcast network company, has been established since two thousand and seventeen. Sweet. Um, so we've we pretty much t- sort of had like a little blog mm-hmm. uh, going for a little bit, um, and I knew I wanted something a little bit more out of that. So I, instead of me having a blog, I talked to my buddies and was just like, "Let's have a podcast," and they were in. And lo and behold, we got microphones. Mm-hmm. Uh, a buddy of mine who worked at Apple at the time uh, studied audio engineering. Um, and had a degree in it, so I asked if he could be a part of it. He was completely full-blown in, so he already mm-hmm. had equipment for us, um, and the rest was history. We That's awesome. totally just took the took everything we had and just ran with it. Um, and I do want to clarify, that is good night, all one word, just like the actual like good night to someone. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> just with yeah. a K in the middle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, Thank you. And you on the show, you just talk about everything you kind of love. Is it like a specific topic or whatnot? Yeah. So uh, the show itself, so Goodnight Podcast, uh, is more specifically about TV shows and film. Um, and what we do with uh, this is just we honestly just talk about the news. It's kind of like screencast in a way, even okay. though we kind of started around the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but it's initially kind of like screencast where we talk about the news, we talk about trailers we've seen, and we also talk about uh, – we bring a topic to the table as well that have to do with movies and TV shows. Um, so that's that's been kind of like our ongoing uh, growing child. And we've had a very bumpy start of not knowing what we wanted to do. We mm-hmm. were doing a little too much, I felt like. We were doing video games, movies, TV shows, comic books – and it just got kind of a little all over the place. Yeah. So on my last episode, uh, which comes out tomorrow, <laughs> um, that actually we announced that we will be archiving episodes um, around, I want to say it's 30 down. So we'll be archiving those episodes on our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife. Um, and that will all be able to... Uh, people will still be able to listen to all that great stuff mm-hmm. and all that great content on there. Uh, but uh, pretty much the way that we grew the show out to be is what the content we have now. So gotcha. I kind of wanted to start a little fresh and uh, just go off the content we know and love. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly because everybody who were a part of the podcast, not everyone liked video games and not everyone liked comic books. And mm-hmm. 
I wanted to make sure everyone could be all involved in the main thing we all could talk about were movies and TV. Excuse me. Had to swallow. Movies and TV shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. That's awesome. Um, going uh, going into our, our next little segment kind of ties into yeah. your whole podcast network. The Good Night Twitter handle. Explain yeah. it. What, what's it mean? Where did it come from? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so Good Night um, happened kind of on a fluke. <laughs> I guess most things that happen with me are flukes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's working out for you. So so I actually started a clothing brand to help me uh, pay for school uh, back in 2009. Um, Started this clothing brand called Lair. And since my name is Prince, it all is kind of basing off of things off medieval times and things like that. So... I knew I was done with the clothing brand and I knew I didn't really want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. So what I ended up kind of doing was building off of that and changing that clothing company into uh, this blog. And I knew I didn't want to keep Lair uh, Mm -hmm. just because Lair had too many ties to the clothing world and streetwear and urban wear. And that Uh, video game. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I did not want to do that for a lot. Um, and we were going to do like some fun dragon lair stuff, but I ended sure. up kind of squashing that. Uh, it just got too expensive. Um, and our return wasn't um, what it needed to be for us to mm-hmm. sustain that business. Um, well, was that something like where you would just have piles of shirts in your house? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, and I ended up giving them all the way to uh, charity. That's awesome. And um, I had about, I want to say it was like 300 shirts left. And um, I held a sale for one week, but I let everybody know that, one, the proceeds were all going to charity. And, two, whatever I had left over was all going to charity as well. Mm -hmm. So um, that way people didn't feel bad if they couldn't buy anything. Um, Yeah. So – I ended up giving everything charity, and um, it was great. It was it was super super duper awesome, and it was during the winter time, so I had a bunch of sweaters left. I yeah. actually spent a little bit more money to print a few more. Uh, that way, I can actually give more sweaters out because no one wants to be cold in San Francisco. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, I ended up doing that, and from time to time, I do like drive by drive by certain people, and I see them with my shirt on, and <laughs> it's still pretty funny, uh, but. I wanted to keep it going, but my mom actually were just like, that was very kind of you. Like you, you're, you're a good person. Mm -hmm. So I ended up coming with, coming up with the good night and I dropped it down since I really like dark things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I dropped it down a little bit to just make it one word and, uh, considering going good night to where I could still have the play on word with my name. And uh, the life actually came from uh, pretty much video games. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was back to what people would say that I was ruining my life. So I said, good night, life. So pretty That's much awesome. even my website, I spent a little extra more money uh, <laughs> to get rid of the dot com to have dot life. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Very on brand. You got to be on brand. Absolutely. Yeah. Wherever you go. <laughs> well, how difficult was that for you to... Say goodbye to your uh, your clothing stuff. Like I, I know you said it was kind of like weighing on you, and you kind of wanted to stop. But something yeah. you built, you kind of just 
got rid of that must be must have been tough it was hard yeah. it was definitely hard i um it, there's nights where i think about it and think of things that i could have done different um but i'm just now saving that for the future of good night mm-hmm. um and when we're ready to make a t-shirt and all this other stuff uh i'm actually really interested in seeing how that would actually reflect for some people and um i want to make sure that uh it's more sustainable and i'm i come from a background of clothing i've had so many different jobs in my past Mm -hmm. uh and uh i've done so many different things with clothing um i've worked for anthropology the the uh female um women's store and um I've worked for another company called Premium Blend, which was a streetwear shop. And I've met so many people in the clothing world, and I've gotten to learn a lot. And so I take, like, fabric and uh, design very serious, and I take mm-hmm. ink very serious on T-shirts. Uh, like, I really hate when you can fill the ink on a T-shirt. It just makes me cringe. Mm-hmm. Um, Because <laughs> I just know, like, wow, you guys did this, like, six times. Like, <laughs> just... Do it twice and you're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you don't have to do it that much. Yeah. Um, but um, I, it, it all kind of came down to me really saving up of what I want to do for Good Night. Um, and I'm actually going to be releasing stickers for Nightlight. And I'm honestly, I'm not going to sell them. I'm just going to give them out to people um, on Twitter. And nice. just whoever wants one, they can have one. Um, I, it's definitely not going to hurt my feelings at all if mm-hmm. if I don't make any money on it. Um, yeah, it's it's all just it's all funny games, and I I want to make sure everyone feels uh, accepted in the community that I'm trying to build as well. I want everyone to feel like a good night. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, now it's the time of the show where yeah. my guest Prince, uh, you need to give me and the audience one thing that you think everyone should read, watch, listen to, or play. So what do you got for us? Oh, yeah. Um, so I thought about this quite a bit, and I changed my mind so many times. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know it's tough. Just it, one thing out of all those? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a real tough question. Um, but I'm going to give something someone or for everyone to read. Uh, it's called The Institute by Stephen King. So going to keep myself a little on brand here yeah um but it is a fantastic story i'm not even quite done with it just yet um but i'm very very far i i'm honestly probably like maybe 89 chapters in it's stephen king so he does yeah. a lot of chapters absolutely yeah. <laughs> um but i'm pretty far in but initially it feels like a story of x-men and oh that's awesome me. i'm on board yeah, it's yeah. it's really neat. Um, but it's about these kids who have these um, certain of psychic abilities. So they call them TKs or TPs, so telekinetic or um, I want to say telephoto, but that's totally not right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just take pictures. That's all they do. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but it's pretty much the people who could read minds. Sure. <laughs> I'm so used to the term TP now. Um, but they pretty much are kidnapped and taken to this facility called the Institute. Um, They are studied and worked on, and it's honestly, it's a very, very sad story. It kind of reminds you of Stand By Me meets Shawshank Redemption. Wow. It's 
it's really, really intense, but it is such a good story, and you root for every single child in this mm-hmm. book because they're all kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all have either certain stronger abilities or they're kind of weaker, so they'll call them TP positive or TK positive if they're rare, very, very strong to where they can use their powers on command. If they're semi-strong and they can just use their powers... Uh, I guess more frugally, they um, are just considered TK or TP. Um, but it is a very, very great story, and it teaches you a lot about friendship and um, trusting people and um, actually being able to put your guard down for certain people. And mm-hmm. it's it's just a beautiful, beautiful story so far, and I highly recommend this book it actually awesome. just came yeah. out september 12th i was gonna so. ask you like i <laughs> i was trying to think if it's one of his older ones or not but no it's brand new which is great oh yeah it's it's a brand new book um and i pre-ordered it about a year in advance when i first heard about it because just the concept alone just sounded yeah. really cool to me um and uh it actually just got greenlit for a TV show on of course September thirteenth. <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> so it's it's going to be a show yeah. on, and I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be on Hulu. That's typically where they like to throw Stephen King shows on. Mm-hmm. Um, so hey, if you don't want to read the book and you just want to wait for the show, I'm still going to say read the book. <laughs> yeah, because um, I'm pretty sure the book is going to do quite the better service than mm-hmm. the show. So, uh, oh, what about? So what about Stephen King's work? Like, makes you want to pre-order it a year in advance. Yeah. Like, why um, is he so good? Because he is so damn good. <laughs> he is so good. Him yeah. and his son Joe Hill. I'm a huge fan of both of them. And honestly, uh, what made me pre-order this uh, really goes back to his novellas. I'm a huge fan of Stephen King's novellas versus his actual. Uh, novels, mm-hmm. um, mainly because I really like his two hundred short, two hundred page short stories, um, and you kind of jump in for very intense on this ride with this person. Yeah. Um, a perfect example is uh, Cujo, where poor lady stuck in a, in a car with her kid, and this deadly rampant dog is trying to get in and kill both her kid and it's watching her for days and she's either going to die by this dog or die by starvation and she's trying to figure out ways to uh keep her son hydrated and it's yeah oh man it's such a horrendous Mm -hmm. and tragic story that comes out good in the end but it's just one of those uh impactful moments where you're just like wow, I just sat down for a whole day with this person or a few hours yeah. with this person. Um, and it's such an intense feeling, but you you feel like you overcome it. And that's something that Stephen King does really well is he knows how to put you in the situation as another person because uh, he typically has a focal point on either one person or a group of people. Uh, he never really kind of strays away and goes and says, this is about the whole town. He kind of focuses on that person. Uh, yeah. In, in some it. ways, like just, I, I'm, I bought it. I want to read it. Oh, cool. Uh, but like I, from the movie standpoint, Derry, yeah. the town is its own character. Absolutely. So um, yeah, it still focuses on the group, but it uses, he uses the town and setting. as like a whole different right. beast. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And in the in the book of it, it, it the the town of Derry isn't as uh, off the wall as Andy Muschietti makes it seem in the films. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's definitely a creepy town, and definitely something's wrong with it. But the the parents are are, are a little bit more loving, and they definitely are in their lives a little okay. bit more than what the movie makes it out <laughs> All to right, be. Good. <laughs> so, uh, like Eddie's mom, for example, ha- plays a huge role in the book. Well, in the beginning portions of the mm-hmm. book, um, but she's definitely a helicopter mom, and you only get that in one scene. Um, but uh, in the movie, but in the book, you really, you really, really um, get the sense like, wow, this is a very uh, toxic relationship between him and his mom, mm-hmm. and it's the the way it works is just absolutely phenomenal. And if you, it's a hard book to get through. I will admit that it is a That's very fair. tough book. Uh, it it is very confusing because the book pretty much works in flashbacks until you get to the middle portion of the book, to where now you're in a p- part where you're more so dealing with a specific timeline mm-hmm. um but it it's a hard book to digest but it's definitely a good book yeah um to ultimately get through for sure yeah i, I i've read some stephen king books so i'm kind of prepared for that Perfect. kind of stuff awesome yes, yeah, yeah yeah he very weird sometimes he'll announce a character in the beginning and never bring him up again <laughs> yeah like I, I i never forget i was in i think a barnes and noble at the, yeah. the mall years ago sure. and, and i saw this brand new book that just came out called under the dome and i pick it up oh. and i read the inside jackets like oh this sounds interesting yeah. and, uh, and my parents bought it for me because besides like games and movies like when i was in high school i read a ton and when i would ask for a book they're like yeah you're right. reading of course we'll get it for you what like that's Absolutely. good for you instead of this video yeah. games that will rot your brain <laughs> like you were talking about earlier um and i never get reading the 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 first page on the way home it's like wait is this from the point of view of like a gopher or, or yep. like wait <laughs> what and then it just got crazier so and crazier but yeah I, Stephen King I don't know how he stays Bonkers, focused man. and and makes everything like work yeah. <laughs> yeah it's the same thing with him and Joe Hill and even when they collaborate on things together and they don't do it often but when they do it is fantastic and mm-hmm. their new show or their new movie just got announced from Netflix um, called uh, In the Tall Grass and in the tall grass is a great story. It is damn creepy, and it is really, really, really interesting. Of a sense of dread and not being able to find someone, but that comes out October fourth on Netflix. And um, man, I encourage everybody to watch that movie for sure. It is going to be absolute. It. it from what I saw from the trailer, it looks very respectful to its paperback. So um, I, I definitely highly suggest uh, checking out Into the Top That's awesome. For sure. I'm excited for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Institute sounds great. I will Institute's probably awesome. buy that as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> um, you had me like Stephen King cross X-Men. Like, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're good. <laughs> um, but this being a kind of funny base show all about the community, I have yeah. to ask you, Prince, why kind of funny? Why oh, are you a man. fan of, of the, the blue little smiley face? So, I became a fan um, back in... It's funny because I became a fan before they were kind of funny. Um... So I, I've been watching since Beyond and things like that of Greg, 
Um, but more so this came out from both Tim and Alfredo. Uh, like I said earlier, I grew up in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So I actually knew Alfredo and Tim before Kind of Funny, before IGN. Um, That's crazy. Which, yeah, so it, yeah. It, it's it was super duper fun um, growing up with those guys. Um, and to be honest, like it was so long ago, I even doubt. Like Tim knows who I am, but him and I don't have that relationship sure. like that anymore. Um, but uh, Alfredo has definitely been a, a pretty much a big person in my life, mainly because a good friend of mine, uh, Hugo. Uh, dates his sister. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's been dating his sister for close to, I, mean, I want to say like 12 years now. Wow. Uh, yeah, so they, uh, they've they always been around. I, I know Alfredo's little brother really well. I know his cousins. <laughs> um, so I've always kind of hung, hung out with them. Yeah. Um, and I heard the news from Alfredo that they were going to potentially be leaving IGN to make mm-hmm. a new company and I was all ears I, and when he told me the group of people that were going to be a part of it I was like oh this is going to be a pretty good group like, yeah. and, um, and before I even like really started getting into them like I guess I was really quiet in like the chat and all that stuff for, for years Yeah, and I completely kept to myself and um, I didn't necessarily know I wanted to be a best friend. Like, I actually don't even own Kind of Funny merch. Oh, okay. Um, and not because I don't want to. Yeah. It's, it's just... I'm, I don't know. I just have never been that kind of person. Sure. Um, I support in other ways, I guess. Um, but it's all been a super fun journey, like, following their work and following Tim. And even when we were younger, I always told Tim, like, dude, you're going to be amazing one day like mm-hmm. i remember when they used to have this uh it was alfredo and tim and they kind of managed this coffee shop <laughs> really and yeah it was super interesting but they handled it like it was so great and tim's always been like a go-getter and i've always mm-hmm. looked up to him for that and he's always been a hustler and a schemer yeah. and uh it it's always been really really cool he he knows how to talk to people and he knows how to interact with people yeah and it's always been something that i looked up to so mm-hmm. i always knew that wherever he went i kind of want to follow suit um and i've wanted to work with him for years and i still have yet to get to that point so that's definitely one of my goals yeah. is to work with him on something someday i don't care even what it is but um that's always been a goal of mine and even uh, Greg and uh, cool Greg, uh, I know him as Greg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's got to be weird though, right? Like, especially it, it's definitely weird. <laughs> like a, a YouTube channel where hundreds of thousands of people watch and, and follow yeah. and love these guys, and you're like, yeah, I, I know them from high school. Like, yeah. cool Greg's just Greg. Like, that's got to be right. a weird kind of feeling. It, it definitely is a little weird for sure, and um. I used to always call him by his uh, tagging name. I don't know if he wants me to announce his tagging name, so I'm not going to say it yeah. here. Um, but I used to always call him by that. Um, and it's it's super interesting, like, seeing how much people have grown in this yeah. in, in this world. And it blows my mind <laughs> I, when uh-huh. when Tim got, like, 30 under 30. I was oh. like, 
holy shit. I, like, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> I was super excited for him. Like, that's, oh my God. that's amazing. But, like, yeah, you've known him for longer. That must be – that's crazy. It was incredible. Yeah. And I, was, I was so happy for him. And I even, to this day, campaigned that Alfredo deserves a check mark on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> like, I campaigned that, like, crazy. I've campaigned that since he was at IGN. And I was like, oh, my God, where's your check mark at? Like, come on, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Verify this, man. <laughs> What else does he need to do? <laughs> yeah, were were the the stories that Tim says on the show about Tim and Alfredo when they were younger are are they were they actually like that oh hyped and, and like insane? <laughs> oh my god, they're completely accurate. Those two are like nutballs when they're together. Like it's incredible how how glue like their friendship is. That's awesome. <laughs> um, they are absolutely they're buds. Yeah. And it, the way that they interact with each other is completely bonkers. They will, they know how to make you laugh. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, like for example, I I don't even know if this video is anywhere, but Tim uh, and Alfredo made a uh, a Pokemon um, parody porn video oh, without no. actual porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm sure he's talked about this before, but <laughs> it was so funny. And it it was just it was hilarious. Um, and Alfredo was that guy who would like go to Tim's classes, and Alfredo was never. I don't think Alfredo actually ever registered for SF State. <laughs> he just showed up. <laughs> yeah, he just would yeah. show up, and he would just be be there, and like the teachers just didn't care. It was just that's just how they were. Yeah, and it was always Tim and Alfredo. Like that's mm-hmm. always how it was. I, I got to meet time. Alfredo for the first time very briefly during prom oh, last nice. year. Um, nice super like super approachable very excited to just talk to anybody that wanted to talk to him um i basically i i hunted him down because we have the same (laughs) birthday uh may 11th so i was like hey birthday bros like what's up yeah Yeah, so definitely gotta get him on that (laughs) he he was he was the nicest uh person that you could ever ask for like that that's what i i want to to know and learn about these people that i love so much just like Am I, am I ver not verified? Am I uh, correct in loving them? Are they a good person? Right. L- like, and by all means, everyone that I've met at Kind of Funny and Alfredo and everyone That's involved, right. they are who they say they are, and they're genuine Absolutely. and they're loving and they're beautiful people. They are. They're yeah. incredible. Yeah. I actually at Kind of Funny Life three, I got to sit next to uh, Nick's mom. Um, nice and. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that woman is an absolute delight. She I'm sure, is fantastic. She was just like, she saved my seat for me when I wanted to get up and like talk to people. Um, but she was like, even telling me, she was like, "Do you want to go on stage?" And I was like, "Oh no, 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 it's totally fine. I wouldn't even know what to do." Yeah, like, are you sure? Because I can make Nikki get you on stage. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, it's totally fine. She Even when we were done, she made sure to come find me and say bye. Wow. It was, him and, it was her and Nick's wife. And um, I think her name is Danielle is his wife's name. Mm-hmm. But she was also really, really nice. Um, but it was even better because I got to sit also across from not only Jen, but Greg's uh, – I, I want to say it's his stepdad and his mom – and uh, it, watching his stepdad's face when Greg came out in the Wonder Woman uh, garb <laughs> was 
priceless. I'm sure. It <laughs> was sure. absolutely priceless. That's like, awesome. Arms crossed, and I was like, he is like completely judging him yeah. right now. <laughs> but it is fantastic because Greg just doesn't care. And yeah. he loves being himself, and I feel like that's what we love about Greg Absolutely. and kind yeah. of funny because they just ooze personality into this company. Absolutely, yeah. Um, what is your favorite piece of content that kind of funny puts out? Um, I mean, I'm guessing you love screencasts because that's kind of like more your 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 I'm, thing. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of screencast. Um, I really want Kevin and Joey to talk more about horror movies because i know Mm -hmm. they're both really big into it yeah um and joey uh, kind of spilled the beans of her trying to get a conjuring in review going for kind of funny nice Uh, as soon as she kind of announced that i emailed greg immediately (laughs) and was just like yo i need to be on this yeah i i know you don't really know me like Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. but this is completely my jam and he was just like, I sent him a, 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 like a, a an episode of my podcast where he can actually listen to where we specifically talk about a horror movie. We mm-hmm. talked about 13 Ghosts. Um, and uh, he was just like, noted, thanks. And um, I honestly didn't think I was going to get a response from it. <laughs> yeah. But he was kind enough to respond. And um, even if I don't go on that like it was just nice to know that i was yeah. slightly thought of <laughs> yeah exactly uh but yeah that definitely is something that i would love to do but c- kind of funny screencast is definitely one of my favorite uh every friday that's the only uh, that's actually one of the only shows that i have the opportunity to watch live uh that's the only show that i carve out time out of my schedule mm-hmm. to watch live um sometimes he does go a little long so i have to like <laughs> leave early um but uh, I love the kind of funny podcast because I'm actually a really huge fan of Andy. Like I'm like oh, yeah, a, a Andy's the closet best closet Andy uh, super fan. <laughs> <laughs> no need to be a closet. Come out, come out in the open. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's so uh, he's so great, man. Yeah. He's so fantastic. I met him for the first time um, at the kind of funny SF meetup, and he was an absolute delight. He yeah. was everything I wanted out of him. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he he's great, man. Um, but I want to say, uh, kind of funny podcast. I really love the in review series, but I also only like it when it's movies I care about. Like for example, that's fair. Fast yeah. and the Furious. I didn't care that much about, so I didn't watch that one at mm-hmm. all. Um, I didn't care about uh, uh, Mission Impossible, so I didn't watch that one either. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, like Toy Story, I was all in. Yeah. Lion King, I was all in. Mm-hmm. Um, all the Disney stuff, whatever they do with Disney, I'm 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 pretty much in. Um, and I'm just fingers crossed that they get a horror movie, something going yeah. in there. <laughs> That'd be I'm, great. I, that's what I want. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, the next question, uh, for the the kind of funny, kind of kind of funny. Jesus Christ, <laughs> kind of phony, <laughs> kind of phony. Um, the kind of funny section. Um, yeah. Why you you said earlier that you um, weren't like super active in chat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You you just kind of consumed it like normal. So why do you right. want to take a step and, and be more interactive? Basically, like why 
why do you want to be known as a, a kind of funny best friend? Um, honestly, what really helped me kind of take the rings and in, in, in that uh, would be uh, my personal podcast. Um, I I wanted to actually be on the same level as people, and um, since kind of funny is kind of the main podcast uh, or the main kind of podcast company that I care about and I'm completely religious and faithful to mm-hmm. um, it made me actually want to step out to in, inside the community a bit more and it I wish I would have done it sooner to be 100% honest yeah. uh, but I don't have the complete opportunity to go to all these events because of my work and yeah. um, because of uh of money pretty much yeah. like i live in the most expensive city absolutely uh, yeah. in the world <laughs> so it's it, i feel it's yeah long me. island's uh, yeah, not long too island, bad so you, yeah you get it <laughs> yeah so like i it, it gets hard for me to be able to go to things like pax or mm-hmm. rtx um and things like that so all i have is the power of the internet uh to try my best to reach out to these people and and it gets hard it, it does get hard and kind of daunting sometimes where I see someone like Alex O'Neill who has uh, a thousand followers or something and mm-hmm. I follow him too, but it, it, it gets a little intimidating where I'm just like, Oh man, like, I don't, I don't know if I can, like, I, I'll try to like maybe inch in in a comment here and there. Um, or even, um, uh, Alex from okay beast or blessing from okay beast. Yeah. And, all those guys and like it it's it's tough because those guys in a way to me personally even though they probably don't feel like it but they're kind of like celebrities to me oh like, absolutely I, I yeah. look up to these guys and i i was stoked when blessing followed me back on uh twitter and honestly that's one of my goals is to meet him someday and to actually have a full-blown conversation with him and even when he's out in San Francisco, uh, I, I want to say he, he'll be here soon. Like I think next, next week, week or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but even when he's out in San Francisco, like I was hitting him up, like, "Hey, man, like, do you have time to meet up?" And unfortunately, he doesn't. But um, it, it, it all kind of just goes down to me wanting to, I guess, talk to these people more and be more involved in not only their content but their lives. Yeah. And I want them to know that, like. Hey, you have a friend on the other side of the country. You have a friend in your town, or you have a friend in a different state. Like that's that's what made me really want to come out more. And mm-hmm. even earlier uh, today, I want to say it was uh, I don't know if you know Jared. Um, uh, Jared, I, I'm do not know how to say his last name. <laughs> uh, I want to say it's Show or Show. Oh, uh, Queso Bros. Yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, I know. I know Jared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Jared, even earlier today, like he probably very jokingly asked uh, for some money for coffee, and I just hit him up, and I was like, "Sure, what's your number?" Yeah. And he hit me back with his number, and I sent him five bucks, and he was so incredibly grateful for Mm -hmm. that, and I, I just let him know, like. Yo, man, like, this is a community that we all have to stick together in. Like, we're all in this together. Absolutely, yeah. And even another perfect example from earlier today, a really good friend of mine who I actually never met in person, um, but I've known him for over 10 years from uh, Call of Duty. Oh, nice. (laughs) Um, But he was, he asked a question, like, what are good communities out there? Um, Because he's really trying to work on his Twitch platform, and 
there was a community that he was a part of that seemed really helpful in the beginning, but they took complete advantage of him. Mm, and that's unfortunate. They, yeah, they like messed up his account and mm. all this other stuff, and uh, he ended up moving to Mixer mainly off of that alone. Um, so that was uh, that was a bit of a bummer. But I told him today about like kind of funny and how he should actually try a bit more to maybe join this community and um i just let him know that like everybody is really respectful and yeah. accepting and they actually genuinely give a shit on what you're doing like yeah. they really care about you and your interest and um he was like uh, okay I'm, I'll, I'll think about it and i pretty much just let him know like hey Listen to Kind of Funny at first. Find a podcast that you feel like you would like from Kind of Funny. Listen to them. Watch their content. If you like it, reach out to some of the people yeah. in the community. For sure. And I told him how to pretty much find us. I was like, everyone either has something in their Twitter handle that allows you to find them and identify them. Either yeah. it's KFBF or Kind of Funny Best Friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can find them that way and just know that once you hit that follow button you have a friend absolutely yeah that's the beautiful thing about it yeah and that's part of the reason why i wanted to do this show is to showcase how amazing the community is and and, and why like there's so many incredible talented people that make up this community and kind and and loving and it's not just like a other online thing or people are fans of like no we we are friends. We are best friends. We will be there right. th- even if we don't know each other. Like it, it's exactly. It, I, I'd it, never yeah. met Queso Bros in real life, yeah. and yeah. I, that was a very kind I mean, gesture that the, he accepted. Like this right here. I never right. I didn't yeah, meet you before, exactly. and we're like hour twenty in, and exactly. it feels like I've known you for way longer. <laughs> like it, it's it. There's something special about it, and absolutely, and yeah. Anyone, if for some reason you found the show and you're not a be- kind of funny best friend yet, jump in. Like absolutely. like Prince said, find something that you think you would like to watch. Like even if you're not into video games, watch yeah. KFAF. Like that, there's so much content yeah. out there and kind of funny. That Absolutely, you could just jump in, no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. If you want video games, you got it. If you want um, kind of original content, yeah. you got it. Like if you want, you want serious uh, like news every day about video yeah. games, yeah, you got it. Like it's it's all it's all there for you. And kind of funny has built such an incredible community for us and. I feel so uh, grateful for what they've built, and I'm, like it, it, it's crazy. I wish I had the funds to support them more often. Yes, like, it, mm-hmm. it, it definitely pains me that I can't. Um, same. At the same time, like I know that even by joining your podcast for this guest role, like this, this was an incredible experience, mm-hmm. and I would not have been able to do this without kind of funny. Yeah, like, for sure. If it weren't for kind of funny, I wouldn't be here right now. Absolutely, and yeah. I absolutely appreciate every ounce of every single member in the community yeah. and what Greg has done and all this great stuff. Mm-hmm. So it it's fantastic. Yeah, I was a well, I, all of kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> I I was a quiet shy kid in school and now like i'm talking to internet strangers on (laughs) three different podcasts like it's (laughs) insane to me and it's you know my life is better off because of it and that's awesome it's awesome um 
but now we're 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 going into uh something that I'm kind of excited about. Uh it's yeah. the time of the show where we bring a, it used to be an old gog topic, but Game Over Greggy show is no more. It is right. now the kind of funny podcast. And Absolutely. you brought a um a, a kind of serious topic that I deal with and, and uh why don't you tell uh tell everybody what we're going to talk about. Yeah, um so what I want to bring up is dealing with panic attacks. Yeah. Um, this is a very personal topic for me, for sure. Um, and by personal, I personally don't have panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone very close to me does, my wife, for perfect example. She gets them quite frequently. Um, but it, seeing it on an outsider in kind of vibe just makes you feel so helpless yeah and she's such a strong woman and like i appreciate her so much and the fact that i see her going through that pain and struggling of hopelessness and it 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 pains me so much but i i do get it from a certain perspective where i have dealt with uh certain things like uh uh, depression and um, all that stuff. Like, I mean, like I said earlier, growing up was uh, a bit of a struggle for me. Like, growing up in a neighborhood that uh, people try to either avoid all entirely or drive faster in. Like yeah. that. That was that was a little tough for me. Um, like, I, I wasn't able to like have friends come over because I lived in this neighborhood, mm-hmm. and um, so I, I had things that I needed to deal with and. Uh, depression definitely was my uh, enemy um, in this whole little uh, personality and also way of life. Um, but I, it, people can't probably see me right now, but I'm a skinny guy. Like, I'm, I'm a pretty small guy. And uh, when I was dealing with my depression when I was younger, I lost about 30 pounds. And... Me being a skinny guy at the time, I was maybe 90 pounds just by default. Like, that was healthy for me. Mm-hmm. And I dropped down, like, 60 pounds. Wow. And I was, I, was, uh, I was 11. And it was such a tough time. Um, and uh, when I grew up, I actually didn't grow up with my mom nor my dad. I actually don't know who my dad is. So that was also another kind of tough little experience for me i grew up in the foster care system um and um luckily my biological grandmother took me in as her foster as a foster child um it was a bit rough Mm -hmm. uh, at times for sure because we would get surprise visits from social workers and um they would dock my grandma on the dumbest things like she left a butter knife on the table Mm. and i was eight years old and she left a butter knife on the table because she was icing a cake and she went to go answer the door and it was the social worker and um, they came in and and you have to let them in like you you cannot deny them from coming into your home Mm -hmm. uh, no matter what time so it they when she came in they she pretty much was like oh there's a a, there's a knife on the table like gonna have to dock you for that Mm -hmm. Um, and they genuinely were trying to get me to uh, not be with my grandma. Wow. So why, it, why were they, would, why would they not want you with her? So it was always a tough, a tough thing, mainly because my, 
my mom was semi in the picture and um she just didn't live with my grandma and she couldn't live with my grandma because i lived in the house but my mom suffered from uh schizophrenia and since she had schizophrenia they the uh foster group which was called independent living skills they felt like it was um too close to home i guess for me gotcha um and they genuinely wanted me to go to a completely different foster home Mm -hmm. uh which would have honestly probably been a terrible terrible idea yeah um i would probably be a very different person if i didn't live with Mm -hmm. my grandma how old were you when all this started uh i was born into the foster system so i was born as a ward of the court um i was uh in the foster care system for um 18 years Wow. And I actually was uh, doctored out of the foster system because you automatically d- get doctored out once you're considered an adult mm-hmm. by law. Um, and when that was when life still hit me with a ton of bricks. Um, and I ended up, uh, I was in school. And when I got, they call it emancipation. And I. <laughs> I hate that term so much, uh, but probably not the right one to, to it's use. It's not yeah. a great term, no. but that's what they call it. Uh, when I emancipated out of foster care, they uh, they pretty much um, uh, take everything away. So f- the board of the court literally gives you everything. They give you a, a money stipend of uh, $600 mm-hmm. a month. Um, and that $600 only can go towards me pretty much. I obviously wasn't old enough to cash those things. Um, so it would be in my name, but it would be written to my grandma. Gotcha. Um, but she had to provide, um, pretty much receipts for everything she used that $600 for. And if it didn't pertain to me, she would get docked for that. Mm. Um, so food, clothes, all that jazz had to be for me with that money. Um, so, and it's different in different counties too. Like the, the prices for San Francisco mm-hmm. at the time, it was $600. These, these, uh, docking things, like, was there like a certain mm-hmm. amount before, like you were taken away? Uh, um, I'm not too sure. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was, and I'm pretty sure it was just more so like a, a strike system. Sure. Um, I don't know how many strikes that actually pertain to, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it definitely had some strikes in there gotcha. that would probably throw me in a group home for a little bit. I can all she can always get me back, sure, if she worked hard enough to get me back. Yeah, but it was just one of those things that it was a possibility. Uh, my brother was actually unfortunately kicked out to a group home for about two months, um, and he was able to come back though with my grandma, um, but. My brother as well, unfortunately, uh, suffers from schizophrenia as, uh, just because it is a hereditary gene mm-hmm. that can be passed down. Um, and unfortunately, he uh, got the gene. But it was a bit tough trying to deal with those things, um, which actually kind of spawned my, um, uh, I guess, attacks with mental illness and um, and things like that. But... Even, like, with panic attacks, like, that that was something that I felt like I had a reverse of, where I felt so alone that I didn't have any type of sense of feeling. Mm. Um, and 
dealing with depression and things like that like I didn't feel anything and that's that's that was one thing that was for me that I felt was definitely different um so I let my grandma know that I was maybe seven at the time and I let her know that like um I told her that I wasn't happy but I wasn't sad and I I feel like there's a void over me and I don't know what to do. And wow. I just broke down crying. Yeah. And she immediately had me talk to someone and um she that helped a lot. She m- made sure that it, it not too many drugs were involved. She didn't want me to be on drugs as at at that age um but I I I took like Prozac or mm-hmm. whatever for a little while uh to deal with anxiety and stuff, but um it just the crash on Prozac was even tremendously worse yeah. and su- suicidal thoughts came mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, I was on so, an antidepressant a couple of years ago. I don't remember the yeah. name, but I was only on it for a very short time. Cause like it, it was, it's supposed to help you, but I didn't feel like I was, be- right. it was helping me. Like I felt like I was wor- yeah. like a zombie. Like I was just there. Right. Yeah. And, you're not yourself. And like, I wanted to stop, completely cold and then the doc's yeah. like no you we need to wean you off because yeah, then you, you get a wing off which sucked but like yeah, yeah i don't that was probably the weirdest and most confusing time in, in my adult life when i was on that stuff because it really it's supposed to help you but it really messes with you even more it, depending like on i'm sure some medication works well for others but mm-hmm. just did not did not work for it, me it and it, it it makes it harder to even know like okay how do I deal with these things yeah. and for some people talking to people works mm-hmm. it works out great for me it worked but um, for other people it it doesn't and that's always what I recommend to people is it's just find that one thing that you know for a fact makes you happy and the and let that thing kind of consume you. And that's what I ended up doing with uh, podcasting and things like that. Because I have always was a loner until high school. Like, mm-hmm. I, it wasn't until high school is when I uh, actually had friends, yeah. I felt like. Um, and it it made me realize that, like, this is what I kind of need. Um, and I still definitely, like, and you probably know this as well, like, depression does not go away. No. Like, it is always there. Mm-hmm. It it is just a sense of when is it going to come back and how am I going how am I going to combat this? Yeah. Um, and that's one thing that I learned how to do is being able to combat it. And it happens in the most strangest ways. And I'm sure you've you've gotten this too. Like sometimes it would happen while I'm just sitting there, and yeah. all of a sudden I just get this sense of just complete and utter dread, yep. and I just want to disappear. Yeah. And um, it's a messed up feeling. It doesn't feel good. And it it definitely always comes back to, okay, how am I going to combat this? How am I going to talk this through? Mm -hmm. And I'm not too big on one of of sharing these things with too many people. So I appreciate you giving me this platform to actually talk about these things. Um, But um, it it always goes down to having that one person you truly can trust that you know you can completely let your guard down yeah. with. And um, and honestly, 
it does not even have to be a person. Mm-hmm. It could be an animal. Yeah. Like that that helps tremendously. For sure. I have a dog and a cat, and they're both great. Yeah. Like, it, it was actually earlier when before we started recording, I was talking to my wife about our dog, Abby, to see if she needed to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. or something like that. But it, it works complete wonders having yeah. just someone to talk to and just know that there are people out there that want to mm-hmm. talk to you and that want to be in your life. And like you said, it, it sometimes it's just getting those words out. So they're not just right. stuck inside your head. Like there's many times I booted up my computer and just talked to myself. I recorded myself and just, just yeah. to get the words out. Cause like, absolutely. It's, it was probably past midnight. No one's awake. Like I can't really call anybody. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so, like, right. you, you got to get out or else, like, it's going to make you spiral down even worse, uh, yeah, which absolutely. is which nobody wants. Like, for me, like, like yourself, I was uh, a loner in Catholic school. I was one of seven mm-hmm. boys in a class of like 32. Um, right. And I've always been heavy my entire life. So I was always the one that got picked on, which sucks. Yeah, um, it sucks. And like you, like, I, I moved to public school uh, around uh, fifth grade. Uh, still was kind of a yeah. loner. I had maybe a couple friends here and there. Like I played right. played basketball, and I had a couple of really good friends on that team and baseball mm-hmm. as well. Um, and it wasn't until I think sophomore year of high school where I, I finally found a good group of people, and like right. just went from there. And uh, I, I was I was pretty good at that point. Like I. I, I of course, I was. I would get nervous. Um, yeah. Always, like when you have to do like a presentation in front of the class, you get a little anxiety, right. like the butterfly feeling. Of course. Um, same thing in college. Like I, I, I went to school six hours away from home, so living on my own for the first time was very oh, yeah. nerve wracking and definitely rough. Um, definitely nerves there. Like going out to like this sounds super silly, but in high school, I didn't, I didn't party or anything. Like, I didn't drink or do anything like that in high school. I didn't either. <laughs> and I was, I was actually one of those kids who were like, how dare you? You're too young to be doing this. Blah, blah, blah. Like <laughs> wait till you're older if you do it at all. And then in college, yeah. like I was that's super nervous going to the bar for the first time. And I've yeah. said, if you know me now, if you've seen me at a meetup, I, I definitely drink it. Like it is, <laughs> you have a good time. I have a great time. Um, yeah, but like being a nervous wreck, going to a bar and, and, and seeing all these people who are used to that kind of scene and me not like knowing, right. you know, the, the, the protocols that sounds super nerdy, but like, it's, those are the things, like in an anxious oh, mind, those are the things that run through your head or these stupid Absolutely. ass questions that yeah. stick with you. And it wasn't yeah. until my nieces were born, uh, I this is the first time I ever had a full on panic attack. And it was the weirdest oh, feeling man. in the world. I was sitting there on the couch uh, the week prior um, to the twins being born. We had to put yeah. down one of our dogs. My oh, My grandmother was sick. Um, the twins were born. I was sitting on the couch. I worked, I subbed and then worked after school. I came down, I sat, it was an awful day at a really horrible school where I was treated poorly sitting there with my twin, both twins in my in my arms should be at peace. And then just your mind starts going. And I was sitting there and it felt like my soul left my body. Like I was above myself and. I got real tingly. I could feel the blood yeah. rush from my face. And we have like one of those at home blood pressure machines monitors 
Right. Yeah. So it's like, hey, mom, can you just, you know, throw it over just so I can check real quick? Yeah. Humor me. Yeah. yeah. And I checked it and it it was like 190 over something. Like it was, oh, wow. it was real, real bad. And it, my heart started racing. And after it was done, after I calmed down, um, and of course your mind goes, oh, I'm having a heart attack. I'm going to die. It's right. over. Um, I tell my mom, she's like, no, that sounds like you had an anxiety attack. Like, that is what's going on. I was mm-hmm. like, what isn't going on? <laughs> like, all, all this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all these stressors and stuff. And Absolutely. a couple weeks later, it happened again. I was sitting down here watching, I think, Monday Night Raw, having dinner. Um, sure. Heart started feeling like it was beating out of my chest. And, and I, I drove myself to the hospital. And they were like, you're fine. You have too much stress in your life. It's another anxiety attack. And that's when they finally yeah. put me on some some medicine and gave me Xanax right. for the first time, which it, another one that will knock you out. Um, haven't had oh, yeah. haven't had to take that in years, but I still have the bottle with a couple left. Just That's something that helps me when I'm feeling anxious, just knowing I have it. In, right. in case I need it, like I know it's there. Just in case. And like now... Absolutely. There, there's not a day that goes by when I don't have mini anxiety stuff. And it it sucks the right. worst when I'm subbing in a room and all of a sudden it's like, well, what happens if I do have a heart attack in this classroom? What's going right. to, what's going to yeah, happen? What? Like, what are the kids going to do? Is Are the kids, do the kids know to go call the next door teacher and let the nurse know? Like what? I'm a yeah. big guy. Like, how are they going to help me and, and get me at it? Like, these are the stupid questions that go through a mind of someone that's going through anxiety. And it's, Absolutely. it's hard to get out of that thought process. And it's, it's really hard to find a strategy that works. Like breathing is fine and, and all that stuff. But when you are in charge of children or you have a, Mm-hmm. position where people are looking at you for like yep. directions and leadership it's a yep. constant war in in your brain yep. of i have to be on i like to call like where i have yep. they're looking at me like i'm acting right now even though like it's right. it's a profession you're teaching whatever but like i'm acting i'm 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 showing what i need you to do but inside my own head i'm freaking out Right. So like anxiety is, is it's really hard to explain, and I'm sure if you've never had it, oh it's it's so hard to explain. I, I'm sure if you've never had it, you're listening to this. And you're like that sounds stupid. You know you're not going to die. You know that right. people are going to help you. Just knock it off, and that's what makes me mad because of course I <laughs> wanted to knock it off. Are you kidding me? Do you know how many times I've sat? I wish I could turn it off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know how many times I've sat in a chair and I'm just watching a movie or something, and. A little, the smallest thought pops in my head, like, "Oh, in four weeks, I have to go to the DMV yep. or something," and then <laughs> exactly. I start getting chest pain, the, the anxiety pain of of worrying, and mm-hmm. then it, it just spirals down. I'm dying. I'm dying. It's over. Like I've done nothing with my life. Blah blah. It just spirals, and then that's when the depression right. comes back. It's awful. It's absolutely horrible, and it's one of those traits that I. I don't wish on anyone. Absolutely, yeah. And because it's it's something that lives with you, and unfortunately, it does take lives. Yeah, it, it it's terrifying. Yeah. It's a very scary thought. And um, actually, my cousin uh, committed suicide, and he didn't let people know what was going on. And 
I get how hard that is because it is embarrassing sometimes. Like absolutely, you yeah. feel like the whole world is on your shoulders. But to the next person, because we know what they're thinking, we're just like, well, well, we assume we know what they're thinking, mm-hmm. and for them, it's just it's it's like, well, they're not going to understand. Absolutely, like, I, yeah. I will probably be better off if I wasn't. Or, or in, in my case, it would be like they have other more important things to worry about. Right. I'm not going to add to it. I'm just going to deal with it myself, which is not the right answer. It's not. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely not. And um, the the way, I guess the way, like, it all went down because he got out of jail, and when he got out of jail, he, um, he I took him to his first concert, pretty much. Like, I took him to his first concert to where he can actually – be himself and let his hair down a little bit because I listen to um, hardcore music and I, I listen to metal music and um, that's what he was kind of into but the neighborhood that we grew up in that's like it, it's a stigma slash no-no mm-hmm. pretty much mm-hmm. and like I get looks all the time like if I were to drive through my neighborhood or something like that and uh, I'm, I'm playing uh, I don't know Memphis May Fire or My Chemical Romance or Heart Throne Heights or whatever, um, and it it is intimidating yeah. because of this uh, the, this stature that we feel like we need to live up to mm-hmm. to um, match the color of our skin with society. I guess yeah, and yeah. It, it it was a tough thing to get over for me because I knew I always loved. Uh, and I do, I do enjoy rap music. I enjoy hip hop, but I knew I always loved rock music too. Yeah. And I've always kind of tried to hide it, and it it felt like it felt like I shouldn't hide it. I should embrace it a little bit more yeah. often. And um, it wasn't until high school where I found my crowd and was just like, "You guys are pretty awesome." Like I think I'm gonna be hanging out with you guys yeah. a little more often yeah. for sure. Um. And I found people I could go to Warped Tour with, and I found people that I can go to hardcore shows with and all that great stuff. Um, and I actually didn't go to school in San Francisco. I went to – or I, I didn't go to high school or middle school in San Francisco, I should say. Uh, I moved to Fresno when I was about 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Fresno is just a little small valley town uh, in central part of California. And um, when I ended up moving there, I went to – uh, medical high school because I thought I wanted to be a, and this is going to be very on brand for me, but I thought I wanted to be a mortician. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so going there, I learned a lot. Um, and I learned a lot about myself too. I, working on uh, cadavers and, and all that stuff yeah. was very interesting. Yeah. But um, it was fun. And it taught me a lot about myself and it taught me that. I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life too. So mm. uh, I learned a lot about some real life choices. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's uh mental health is super important. Uh, Absolutely. It, please take care of yourself. Um, I think our, our main message here is don't, don't let it bottle up inside. Uh, confide in your loved ones and your friends or, Absolutely. or go and seek, uh, some sort of therapy if you can afford it. Right. Um, Absolutely. If you can't, like, going back to what we talked about with this community, reach out to somebody Absolutely. and just, hey, I'm having a low day. Or, hey, like, 
Right. Just it's just as, let me it's as simple as that. Yeah, be a sounding board for me. Let me just just let me bounce things off of you. And uh Absolutely. Cuz we love you. We uh, we both know what that battle is like inside your head and it's Absolutely. uh it's no fun going at it alone. So, yeah. Definitely not. And I definitely if I can encourage anybody out there by all means it it doesn't hurt to speak to someone it's not you're not weak yeah. for crying you're not oh, weak yeah. for being emotional you're not weak for um embracing your sadness that does yeah. not make you weak like you are very strong mm-hmm. and that always you always will have us pretty much yeah, like, for sure feel free to reach out to me my my twitter handle is at the head night like with a k and Feel free to reach out to me. Feel free to reach out to Kyle. Feel free to re- reach out to anybody Absolutely. in this community. Yeah. Like, it doesn't hurt. Even reach out to some of the, the actual kind of funny members. Yeah. Like, they will talk to you. Mm-hmm. Like, they care about us so much. Because, yeah. honestly, without us, it wouldn't be them. Yeah. So, they care about us. We're all family mm-hmm. here. And mm-hmm. it's... It, it's a beautiful thing what this community has created. Yeah. And that's definitely like, absolutely it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, thanks for bringing that up to the, to the show absolutely. there, Prince. That was, uh, I don't think I've ever talked about any of that before. So it, it felt good. Oh man. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it, 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 it felt good. Kind of getting everything out. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Good. Uh, now we're on to uh, the questions from this wonderful community of ours. Yeah. The KFBS. Uh, Usually, every time a guest comes on, I tweet out, if you have any questions for our guest, and we got a couple. Uh, first one is coming from at Captain Mark with, uh, uh, it's very interesting, Captain Mark, Captain with a K and Mark with a C. It's very interesting. It. Like, it, there you should be switched. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a buddy of mine. Oh, actually. is it really? Uh, <laughs> I think so. I, I think I, I met him at a kind of funny meetup. That's amazing. Um, yeah, if it's the mark I'm thinking of, I, I honestly, I only go by their name names. I don't sure, really go by sure. sometimes. Uh, mark <laughs> asks, uh, if you directed a kind of funny themed horror movie, who dies first oh. and who is the last to live? This is oh, this man. is a great question. I would love to know. This is fantastic. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, let's so see. So you have Greg, Nick, Tim, Joey, Andy. Cool Greg, Barrett, Barrett. Kevin. Okay. All right. So I don't think I missed anybody. I don't think are are we including contractors? Or just Um I mean Should we like Fran and Yeah, we can include Fran. Okay. Fran, Imran, Greg uh uh, Gary, what else? Sure. Andrea. Um Andrea. Let's uh let's say okay. It would definitely be a slasher movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, for sure, I would have, I would definitely for a fact have a final girl. So I think my final girl, I, I think I will have two. Um, I would both be Joey and Andrea. Yep. Um, I was like, I Joey's that, a fan of horror movies. She knows what to do to survive. Oh yeah, yeah she knows what to do exactly. <laughs> she knows not to go in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So I would definitely choose them as my final girls. Um, I would say the the villain would probably be Cool Greg. It would be the, the terrorizer for sure. Nice. Uh, I would. Would it say, be like a scream uh, thing? Like, yeah, yeah, 
Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would definitely be a mass murderer kind of thing for <laughs> sure. Uh, Tim definitely is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Tim's out. Um, would he be the first one, Tim? He'll be first. Yeah. He'll be first for sure. Um, uh, I think Nick will last for quite a bit because he provides a lot of the uh, comic relief in this horror film. Sure. Um, Greg... I feel like you have to team Nick and Kevin together. Like, a- oh, as yeah. like a pairing. They're, they're definitely... <laughs> they are going to get locked in a room. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so I definitely would say uh, Greg will actually be the person to fight uh, cool Greg in this uh-huh. for sure. Um, he will not prevail because he's trying to save someone else. So he will not prevail. He he will also get X'd. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Nick and Kevin are for sure. They're they're going to be Nick, Kevin, and Andy. All of them together for sure. They're they're complete comic relief in this horror horror movie. Um, and I'm going to say Kevin and Nick dies before Andy. Okay. And Andy is left alone locked in this room. <laughs> so he dies later. <laughs> uh and uh I, I'm gonna say Gary Witta lives. Gary Witta sure. lives. Uh Fran he he dies by putting on hairspray. Uh <laughs> or he's just sitting outside in the sun and he just exactly. doesn't hear Cool Greg coming up behind him. <laughs> That's it. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a just going to I'm going to throw Jarrett Petty in there. Why nice. Not? Let's throw, yeah, let's yeah, throw yeah. A, a old wrench in there. Uh, Jarrett Petty. I'm going to say um, lives. Okay. So I'm going to have those four survivors. So it was uh, Andrea, Joey Noel. Um, did I say Andy? No, the, Andy dies later. Never mind. Uh, you, you got Barrett. Is Barrett surviving? Oh, Barrett, 100% surviving. So Barrett survives, um, and Barrett survives by actually kind of being like the, the Freddy of the group for Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he definitely survives for sure. Um and I'm going to, yeah, I, I think I think that's good. Nice. For sure, yeah. Well, when I, I think when you brought up uh, Jared Petty, my first thought was, like, maybe Cool Greg is the killer, but Jared Petty is the one behind it. Like, he, he he's like the Ooh. big reveal. You know what? That's good. Yeah. yeah actually, let's go with that. <laughs> and let's, let's also say that. The final kill is, uh, like, uh, debatable. Like he straps two yeah. in the chair, and like exactly. if you pick the wrong <laughs> ranking, you're gone. That's perfect. <laughs> um, I also will say that Cool Greg never truly dies. You can try to kill him, but he always he rises at the yeah. end. He's going to be that type of horror icon. He's the he's the knight. Sure. He is the absolutely. Knight. He, he is the knight. <laughs> I I really I I want to see that now. Uh, like oh yeah like oh, maybe yeah. I'll, I'll maybe the uh <laughs> the patreon exclusive for october can just be like a short video of that just <laughs> oh that'll be amazing uh, oh that'll be fantastic the uh the next set of questions actually comes from cool greg himself at kind of cool greg oh. uh we'll, we'll start with his last one and we'll, we'll work their way up uh you kind of answered okay. this before but why horror um this is a great question um horror for me, 
has helped out with a lot of dark times for me and has made it a very cathartic way for me to accept things that are going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, horror does a lot of really interesting things uh, depending on the times. So if I'll use Texas Chainsaw Massacre as a, as a perfect example. Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out in the in the early seventies, mm-hmm. around seventy three, I want to say, by Toby Hooper. A lot of things were happening in the seventies. Uh, if we really break it down, um, one thing for sure is Vietnam War. So, being able to kind of take something that is happening in the real world and spin it to where there some actual meaningful relationships between some of these protagonists that we do have um, is something that is a bit ca- cathartic for me and it, it really helps me accept what's kind of going on in uh, that that might actually be really terrible in life um, another example is hostile uh, hostile came out in 2005 which which was happening in 2005 we had uh the war that was going on in Iraq yeah. and um, and all those things like it, this was all a very, I guess, personal thing where if you were traveling, people were afraid to travel because of nine eleven mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So hostile worked that way because it took a set of Americans traveling to a place and being unfamiliar with the language and. Um, being then now now held captive and trying to figure out a way to escape all this pain and torture like the, that is the deeper i guess layers of horror that a lot of people don't get to experience because they are looking at it as a horror mm-hmm. movie they're not they're not looking at it a little deeper than that yeah. um so that's why horror for me like it it's it's definitely uh i i learn a lot from horror movies and i i i learn how to be a better person because of horror movies awesome uh his next question is uh a great one who would win in a fight chucky the doll or ted the teddy bear if they both equally wanted to fight (laughs) (laughs) have you you seen the new child's play i have not seen it i i have seen the new child's play i actually really enjoyed it um mark hamill did fantastic i'm a big Um, aubrey plaza fan so she's plays a great yeah, mom that's actually. what i heard she, i i did not think she was going to nail that role she is a great mom mm-hmm. and one thing that they did really well in that movie they explain everything very well that's good like you wonder why there is no dad in in the movie they explain it in one line that's perfect fantastic it, it works so well um but uh, who would win out of a fight? Yeah, Chucky Ted or Ted the Teddy Bear? Or t- Chucky. <laughs> uh, I think if they were equally matched and Chucky didn't have his uh, iconic butcher knife, um, I, w- I think I'm going to go with Ted. Uh, and the main reason why I'm going to go with Ted, he, he just seems a little bit less mechanic mm-hmm. as uh, Chucky is. Chucky feels a little more mechanic yeah. and animatronic, and Ted feels a little more organic. Yeah. We've Uh, seen Ted take on Mark Wahlberg. We've seen those fights. We've seen seen Ted, yeah, straight up just 
start boxing Mark Wahlberg's face. Yeah. <laughs> so I I think Ted will actually take the gold on this one. I think uh, we'll we'll get some nice little fun suplexes and some drop kicks and <laughs> a lot of one liners. That, that would be like stuff. a one liner filled fight. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. They're going to be calling every mm-hmm, name in the book. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> uh, do you consider Jaws a horror movie? Cool Greg doesn't, oh. but it seems like everyone else does. So I am going to say yes. Um, Jaws is one hundred percent a horror movie. It is a creature feature um, that works very well, and the main reason why I say uh, it is a horror movie. Let's just see what they did with the times during that uh, that span of that movie. Um, I want to say 1975 is when that came out for Steven Spielberg, and uh, it was once again you had Vietnam War, you you had things going on that dealt with uh, people not feeling uh, safe to go to beaches and things like that, and you had a bunch of shark attacks during yeah. that time as well. Um, so it came out at the most perfect time and it, it scared people from even wanting to go into swimming mm-hmm. pools. Like that is 100% nightmare fuel. Uh, people are scared of, of animals yeah. because they can't communicate Absolutely. with you. Yeah. You don't know what they're thinking. Um, and they all think off of instinct. So you assume you are food when in reality you're probably just in their way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's Jaws is 100 percent a horror yeah. movie. Same thing. And people will probably be upset about this. Jurassic Park is 100 percent a horror movie. I could see that, that. is a horror yeah. movie to its fullest. <laughs> can Can you believe before the ratings got changed that Jaws was PG? Could you just oh, like yeah. that was a PG movie when it came out? <laughs> yep, it, amazing, amazing, and it was mainly PG because it, it, he Steven Spielberg didn't have the funds to keep fixing his <laughs> robot. <laughs> I, I I joke around right. with uh, my summer camp job because we're only allowed to watch PG movies. It's like we can watch Jaws. Right. You can't dispute that. It says PG on the box. So let's true. subject these kindergartners to Jaws and see what happens. You can you can one hundred percent watch Jaws, and you can watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which to me is also a very fairy tale fantasy like yeah. horror film for kids. Absolutely, so, the the whole melting it, scene at the end. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely terrifying. Um, and even when he takes his glasses off, yeah. that is nightmare. Absolutely. <laughs> um, who are some celebrities you think would do good slash survive in a saw like scenario? Ooh. This is a good Yeah, question. this is the one I was like, uh, I can't wait to talk about this one. Yeah, okay. So, all right. Who will last? Who celebrities would last in a Saw-like scenario? Because it's very easy to come up with, with ones that would not do well, like, at all. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, the Kardashians, um, so, all of them are gone. <laughs> yeah, They're all gone. They're done, so. They're done. Um, I would probably say... Uh, I would say The Rock mm. would probably be able to keep his cool mm-hmm. in a situation like that. I feel like you would have to put him in a very strenuous situation, though. Um, like, I feel like you would have to tug at more family strings instead of torturous. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, but I feel like you would be able to keep his cool. Um, also, I would say. Um, 
I I want to say, uh, oh man, this is a good question. <laughs> I, I feel, <laughs> and there's good there question. there is no basis to what I'm going to say, but I just feel like Rosario Dawson would survive any sort of sure, like yeah. trap. I just feel like every role no, she's I, in, I agree with that. She's a badass, and yeah, I think she would think her way through it and and stay calm yeah, and composed. I think Rosario would do fantastic. Um, you know, and I, and I think I'm gonna add to that. I think I'm go- going to also add. Uh, I'm blanking out on her name so bad, but she plays Gamora. Oh, Zoe um, Saldana. Zoe yeah. Saldana. Thank you. Um, Zoe Saldana. I feel like would be fantastic. Um, also, I would. I would also say, um, if I could choose a male, <laughs> uh. I would say a person that would probably not survive, but would be really funny in the process would be Kevin Hart. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like Kevin Hart would definitely have some words to say for sure. I, I feel like whatever seats. trap Kevin Hart is in, the rock is right next door and there's like a plexiglass oh, in between and they're just absolutely. yelling at each other. Oh, 100%. I think Jason Statham will do. okay oh. too. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Hmm. I think Ryan Reynolds would do fantastic in a scene, uh, in a situation place like this. Um, and I would also say his wife. Oh, Blake Lively. Um, Blake yeah. Lively would do, I think she would be able to keep her cool. After seeing a simple oh, favor. so good. Like, she she is terrible. Yeah, she is. And I, I get why some people don't like that movie, but that movie is... Uh, to me, it's a treat. Yeah. And I will love to see her play in a horror film. Yeah. Like, just by all means, call up Blake. Like, she's great. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to spoil that movie, but there's a scene where she meets a sibling. And oh my straight, God. she does something to that sibling. Oh and good God. Lord, that is such a great scene. It, she is full on evil villain. Like, 100%. Oh, so good. Completely ruthless. Did not care yeah. that that was her sibling at mm-hmm. all it was great yeah <laughs> um yeah I, I think that would be my list yeah i think that would be my list I, I i would put them in a scenario though where it would be in um kind of like saw two where it was the hotel the big house the yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i i would definitely put them in that in that situation for sure to where it's kind of going room for room and they're trying to kind of come up and get out of these puzzles together yep. um and a lot of credit doesn't really go to Saw 2. I love but Saw 2. Saw 2 is great. And what people don't think about Saw 2 is Saw 2 was fantastic because it did not just take um, a group of people at complete random. It took people who were dealing with addiction mm-hmm. at that time. And not only that, if we really truly think about it, and this is what makes Jigsaw the absolute best horror icon in the world um and that might be fighting words for some (laughs) but he is the best horror icon in the world and what makes him so great at this is because not only did he grab those uh drug addicts in that situation and put them in that situation but he also probably let them um sleep for or knock them out for a couple of days which means that their withdrawal process is now beginning yeah and it's 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 such a crazy situation and 
you even think like, well, why would you even try to go through that? Like, why would you try to do it this way? But these are people who aren't thinking too clearly, and they're they're yeah. going all over the place. But I would to- totally put those celebrities in that situation. Oh yeah, for sure. I oh, want to go watch Saw Two like right question. now. Just oh, Saw Two is. <sighs> It's magnificent. So, like, it's, it's, in, in oh. college, that was the one that was out going to be out in theaters. And so I sat with yeah. my, my college friends and watched the first Saw for the first time with them. Oh, man. And then we saw we – what's going to see the second one, like, the next night. And, God, that oh, – oh, such a it. great theater experience for that one. It, it's so good. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, yeah. what, was an, uh, uh, what was your, I guess, um, your forbidden fruit? horror movie like what was that horror movie that people dared you to watch oh oh good question i still get them because i'm the horror fanatic (laughs) so like they knew it would freak me out and i not necessarily that just like that that horror movie that you kind of knew you wanted to stay away from but everybody was kind of like daring you yeah yeah. like for example probably when we were kids uh blair witch was probably that for us while we were kids absolutely um, it's still kind of touch and go with me now because I don't go see all the horror stuff. Sure. But one of them for sure is Hereditary. I have not seen that yet, and and people are like, "Oh man, go! You need to go see it." Yeah. Have you seen Midsummer? I, I, that's another one because it's the same uh, okay. same director, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Ari Aster. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Hereditary is fantastic. Um, that is one of my favorite horror movies of 2018 mm-hmm. um oh man that that's a great movie. i, I will say movie. back in oh god was it high school it has to mm-hmm. be the first paranormal activity that was at 2000 and technically 2007 but 2009 is or 2010 okay. is when it officially was okay so be released to the public i was in, i was in college or, or just out of college um, but that was one where, like, the found whole found footage thing was still super real to me, and that was oh yeah, that was one where it was kind of like a cultural thing. Like everyone was daring each other to go see that movie, and I remember going oh, and just yeah. being freaked out. Like now I watch it and I love that movie. Just oh yeah, because like you can just tell now. But like in the time, yeah. oh yeah, and the way they did like Fantastic. the credits and stuff, it just kind of like ended. Oh, it just it's, works. it works so beautifully. <laughs> Um, it's, it, the main thing about found footage uh, is that it's really hard to make it work. Yeah. And for me, there's only about three or four movies that actually make it work. Uh, Paranormal Activity is one mm-hmm. of them. Um, Blair Witch Project. Uh, um, Hell House LLC. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen um, that one. And that one's a really good one. Um, and um, Wreck. Okay. Wreck are two. Yeah. It, it, you know what? I'll add a I'll add an honorary mention on there, uh, and the Poughkeepsie tapes, mm. um, which freaked out a lot of my New Yorker friends. So I don't know <laughs> if you want to try try to dig deep for hey, that one. I'll, I'll take the a Poughkeepsie chance. tapes. The Poughkeepsie tapes are incredibly dark and eerie, and it's not paranormal. So I will let okay. you know that uh, it is def- It's pretty much a serial killer who is filming his oh, killings. Oh boy. Um, but he uh, actually likes one of his victims, and he ends up just kidnapping her and keeping her. Mm. Um, so it's very fascinating. But this is a movie that actually starts 
with no title, Ooh. and it ends with no credits. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it just so. Sat, it, you kind of feel dirty for watching them then. It's like someone's oh, yeah. personal oh, yeah. stash. It feels a little, it feels a little snuff, um, and you, you feel like you are completely forbidden to watch the Poughkeepsie tapes. But those are the five movies I would suggest watching if you are a found footage fan. Yeah, there was. I'm trying to think of. Now we're just like uh, on other like found footage movies. Is this it? <laughs> uh, there, but there are some that don't work for me. And there was one I saw in theater. Sure. Um, I'm tr- I can't remember the name, but it was with uh, Mia Jojovich. Uh, it was an alien one where like she was interviewing. Oh, a... the fourth kind. That oh, I hated that one when I saw it at theater. It's like oh, yeah, this is a cool movie. found footage one. No, no, it wasn't. Um, it was there was good. one, and it's uh, it's eluding me. And that was completely fake, yes, by the way. Absolutely. Like they tried to go off the the thing by doing the promotion of this is completely real, mm-hmm. and what you're about to see is blah 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 yeah. blah. I looked up the lady that was being interviewed. She is completely an yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I I can't find it, and I to this day I'm trying to look for it because um, it was a movie about a. Um, these kids get abducted and it's like, maybe it's called Amber alert. Now that I think about it. Um, and these, this couple in the car, they fi- they follow the car. They find the car that's on that, the license plate number and they, they follow it. Uh-huh. And it's the story of them trying to save these kids. And it's like the found footage type oh, of thing. Man. It's super intense. Um, yeah, it not, it's not a, it's, I mean, it's not fun to watch, but it's sure you get transported to it's that. A, it's one. a good watch. Absolutely. Oh, man. Um, I got to check that one yeah, out. Found, found footage ones are special when they're done correctly. Oh, 100%. Like, uh, oh, now we're just talking movies. Uh, less you're searching. I know. <laughs> searching is oh, searching such great. a great movie. Searching was fantastic. I love how and they use technology and everything. Oh. That's an even harder thing to do. Yeah. Like uh, unfriended was another mm-hmm. one that kind of tries to do something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, a show, it's a Canadian show that does this really well. It's called Dark Web. Uh, it's a bit of a harder show to find, but um, Dark Web does this really, really well. Uh, and searching is fantastic, where I felt like it definitely kind of catapulted it to it being a little bit more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do feel like we are going to see these a little more often now. Um, Unfriended, did, to me, did a decent yeah. job, and it's definitely a movie I'd say to some people, revisit yeah. it. You might actually be quite surprised mm-hmm. at uh, the outcome. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I, I, I love every time I watch Searching, I can pick up on new hints. So good. Because every single oh, frame, if you've never heard of yeah. it, it takes place of just... Uh, through technology, so like web browsers and yep. and and Twitch streams and like news yeah. footage, you never. It's I don't so think good. you do you ever see them like in real. Everything, yeah. Only only when he picks up the computer. And and there's there's yeah, cool he... little Easter eggs. Like once you watch it and you find the oh, twist, yeah. you go back. You can find hints throughout the entire it's thing. So good. It's per. It's perfect. So good. Um, and it was. I think it was filmed in the Bay Area too. I think it was oh, in San nice. Jose. Yeah. Um, so thank you uh, to Cool Greg and to Mark for sending in those questions. Those were yes, fantastic. Thanks, um, and before we go, which I'm having a great time, Prince, wish we could talk forever. <laughs> um, you're going to enter the Makuga zone. The, the, oh. I'm ripping this straight from the Josh Makuga show. I'm going to put three okay. minutes on the clock. 
And I'm just going to ask you rapid-fire questions. The first thing that pops in your head is what you answer. Are you ready? All right. I I think All so. Right. <laughs> and here we go. Favorite day of the week? Um, Fridays. How long does it take you to get ready? Uh, about 10 minutes. Uh, fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is? Unbearable. <laughs> Invisibility or super strength? Ooh, invisibility. Um, Ariel or Jasmine? Ooh, uh, Jasmine. Uh, favorite childhood TV show? Uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Nice. Last Halloween costume? Um, I was a varsity pumpkin. <laughs> uh, favorite ice cream flavor? Cookies and cream. Uh, favorite number? 13. Have you ever worn socks with sandals? Absolutely not. Never worn sandals a day in my life. Oh actually. wow! Um, <laughs> what's the best age? Um, sixteen. If Voldemort offered you a hug, would you accept? Willingly. <laughs> Is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, would you rather cuddle with a baby panda or a baby penguin? Uh, baby panda. Correct answer. Uh, name one of the seven <laughs> dwarves. Uh. Sleepy. Um, how many pull-ups can you do in a row? Um, ooh, uh, maybe maybe ten. <laughs> uh, what's the fastest speed you've ever driven in a car? Uh, eighty-five. Uh, Godfather or Star Wars? Oh, Godfather. Um, do you do you like the word dapper? Um, I I do, but I don't use it as often as I wish. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite carb? Bread, pasta, rice, or potatoes? Um, I'm going to go uh, pasta, but I eat more potatoes. Are rats cute? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? Um, no, but it is funny. <laughs> uh, scale of one to ten, how good are you at wiffle ball? Uh, probably a two. How many cups of coffee do you drink per day? Zero. Correct answer. I don't drink coffee either. <laughs> uh, what's your ideal outside temperature? Um, a, a good, a nice brisk 64. Uh, have you ever slapped someone in the face? Um, I have. How hard? Um, uh, so hard my hand hurt <laughs> at the end of it. They asked me to. <laughs> uh, from one to ten, how hot do you like your shower water? Um, I, I, I would say a, a nice solid six. Uh, ten more seconds. Do you currently own any stuffed animals? Uh, I do, yes. Uh, how, oh, how many? <laughs> uh, I own three. Nice. Uh, I have a, a, a puppy cat, a, um, a cat bug, and I have a, a little dipper pine nice. <laughs> from Gravity Falls. <laughs> uh, and last question, what's your favorite carnival food? Um, completely a huge fan of funnel cake. Nice. Uh, you've <laughs> survived the Makuga zone, Prince. Nice yeah. job. Um, and with that, we're at the end of the episode. Prince, it was so lovely having you. This was amazing. Thank you for um, having me. This was so much yeah, fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if people wanted to find you on the interwebs, where would be a good place to look? You could find me on Twitter at the good night. Um, excuse me, at the head night, <laughs> or you can also follow us over at uh, Good Night Life, and that's night with a K. 
Awesome. And then your new horror podcast will be launching on Halloween. Our new horror podcast, Nightlight, will be launching on Halloween. Um, after this episode drops, you guys will see the logo on my Twitter. Sweet. Uh, you can follow this show at BFS Talk Funny on Twitter. Listen to it wherever you listen to your podcast services. Um, if you want to be on the show, just hit me up. Send me a message like Prince did. Uh, love to have you on. Get to know a best friend a bit better. Um, if you are a PlayStation fan, I do a PlayStation show called The Trophy Room with another best friend, Mr. Bad Bit. Um, it is so good. Oh, thank you so much, Prince. Um, <laughs> Huge fan of yeah, the Trophy Rooms. <laughs> I love doing that. That was actually what got me into podcasting. Um, oh, I love it. Uh, you can follow that on Twitter at PS Trophy Room or, again, listen to wherever podcasts are or go over to uh, Bad Bit Games on YouTube. And then uh, Kinda NYC, which is our New York little community of best friends. Um, you can follow that at Kinda NYC and our podcast, Dollar Slice Podcast, at Dollar Slice Pod. Um, we got New York Comic Con plans already up on the website, kindaNYC.com. Nice. Um, yeah. And if you want to buy a shirt, go and do that. The link's in the description because I forgot it already. Uh, <laughs> there's some dashes and some sl- It's weird. Um, uh, with that being said, Prince, thank you so much. Loved having you on. Hope we can, you know, talk a little bit more often now. Um, Absolutely. And remember, friends, be kinda to one another. Bye. Bye.